Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I am your host, Max Mosier, here again, and grateful to have you on episode 73. It's a good one, jam-packed. We've got a lot to talk about, but we've got to make sure we introduce the other Infinity Bros and our guest. First, it's Infinity Bro Robbie. Robbie, how are you? I am thrilled to be here. Um, it's it's you know this is a weird one. It's it's uh, filled with very interesting uh, a cast of people. Um, the the originals like Mark aren't here this week. It's just us. It's us and some other crazy cats. Some other guests. Two other guests. Yeah, two other. Gu- you are right. You are correct. There are two other guests. One one's a bro. It's he's kind of like a guest, but the other he's one's a guest, a, a true, pure guest. How have your quests in Valheim been? Um, Valheim has been mean to me. Um, it has hurt me, um, and I have. I we're on a break. All right, fair enough. All right. I'd like to get a break from him, but he he's like a cockroach. He just keeps coming back. It's Infinity Bro Zane. Zane, how you doing? Hey. I'm doing fantastic, and, you know, I would like to uh, make a matter of point in that I was on this call before Robbie was, so mm -hmm, who really really cares about this podcast? And I think actions speak louder than words, so I'm just going to let my actions do by speaking. Yeah, did you wake up at 8 o'clock and were like, oh, I better shower for the first time this week and get on this podcast? (laughs) Um, I will have you know, I was awake at like 5.30... I did not shower because I did that before I went to bed. Oh, okay. And then I went and got food. Okay. Uh, so where, what'd you get? What'd you get? <laughs> I just ran a quick trip. I wasn't feeling anything. That's too fancy. that's not food. That's definitely food. Mm. Come for the great banter. Stay for the low quality content. <laughs> Thankfully, we have a amazing guest. Who last time we saw him, he was just J Buck, but now he's J Buck live. It's J-Buck Jay from J-Buck Studios. J-Buck, how you doing? Hey, what is going on? Let's just talk about uh, gas station food and rank them right now, because that <laughs> is where my brain is at right now. Um, where do you rank a corn dog? go? Oh, at the very top. I literally had a cor- corn dog from Quick Trip tonight. So it's, Yes, it's- this podcast is going to be amazing then. <laughs> if I'm ranking top five gas station foods, there is zero question a corn dog is not entering my top five not even close it's not no it's casey's pizza casey's pizza is number one gas station food. well that's only casey's i'm thinking like generic right. gas station food you know just the general like wait wait i you, don't understand why you guys go to other gas stations like a hot dog like a like a burger you know potato wedges those chicken gizzards that only crazy people get <laughs> taquitos taquitos mm-hmm. taquitos yep yeah yeah Basically anything that's just frozen in you microwave. Do we only count foods for this, or does this include beverages? Because I would like could, to make it... Could be beverages. I would make a pitch for Icy's. I'd allow that. Thank that you, Zane, for a, a good pitch. Zane, as the expert pitch. of our gas station food um, <laughs> realm in on this podcast, I really appreciate that you're allowing Thank me to Thank you. I that. feel like I'm very much in my world of expertise speaking on gas station food, <laughs> and you can use me as a reference from now on. So tweet at Zane if you want to know what to get next time you go to Quick Trip. Oh, my Lanta. Well, we've got a jam-packed show as we talked about at the top end. We won't be talking about gas station food anymore, I hope. Fingers crossed. If this is the first time you're tuning in, we are the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can check us out on theinfinitybros.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
Apparently we have a TikTok. Not as big of a TikTok as J-Book. 100,000 followers he's gotten since the last time we saw him. I'm sure we'll ask some questions on that today. Uh, also, you can follow us on Discord and Twitch. All these links are below in the show notes, so don't worry about like changing your browser or going over there. Just scroll down on the show notes. They're all there for you, and we hope you check us out. And if you're willing, we would love it if you would consider leaving us a review. If you leave us a review on Podchaser right now, you're going to get 25 cents from Podchaser is going to go to Meals on Wheels. We're going to reply to it. That's a 75-cent donation automatically just from telling us that we really, really suck or we're really, really awesome. Whichever one you prefer, it's okay because it's going to people that need the food. So make sure you do that. But additionally, there's a promo we're running right now where if you leave a review for us, we're going to give you a free Infinity Gauntlet potentially. Potentially. It's no guarantees that you're getting it. I hope people didn't pause there, Zane. And fast forward 30 seconds, you know what I mean? That would have been deadly. It's a replica. It's not the actual Infinity Gauntlet. We had questions about that on the Twitch stream on Wednesday night. People thought that they were getting Is it the real Infinity Gauntlet that's not half of humanity and all creatures out of existence? No, it is not. No, it's a replica. Well, I appreciate that. This is why we have the Twitch channel, to figure out these things. So, yeah. So so make sure you leave us a review. Uh, we'd love it. And and if it's below three stars, we'll mock you. If it's at five stars, we'll probably still mock you. But it doesn't matter. Leave us a review, okay? Uh, before we dive into other stuff, J-Buck, how you been, man? Uh, tell the people who you are. And uh, 100,000 followers on TikTok is pretty remarkable. And, and your YouTube subscribers have increased. How are things going for you, man? Yeah, it's it's been good. I'm, I'm trying to... Do you guys remember the last time I was on? Was that like a year ago? Oh, dude, it was like... Yeah, literally a year ago, probably. Jeez, yeah, wow. It it has been a wild year, as as everyone probably knows. But just for myself, of just kind of, you know, adapting. Again, I'm I'm one of those people that's going out to every movie, trying to review it and stuff. But uh, with with the pandemic happening, it kind of pushed me or ushered me into this realm of TikTok. And um, the first few months. Hadn't a damn clue how the app worked. I, I, was, I was very confused. <laughs> very confused. Um, so I didn't, like, you know, nothing was working, didn't know, stepped away, but they came back to it and started using essentially um, content that I had not used for um, tick or uh, YouTube. And I was like, oh, whatever, I'll make bite-sized content out of this. And again, you know, still in the realm of movies and TV and a little bit of comedy and whatnot. And uh, it slowly just started catching, man. And uh, what what I think actually it hasn't. OK, TikTok hasn't really been a year. It's been like four months. So uh, in four months, I guess if people want to buy a course from me, uh, grow your TikTok to zero to 100,000 in four months, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, make sure you send the link. We'll put that in the show notes, too, as well as Zane's top 10 of the gas station. How food. much does that cost? How much is the link? <laughs> How much? How, how much, much are you charging course? for that, J Buck? If you don't mind us, sixty nine dollars. Is this a- exclusively on OnlyFans, or how do we get this? Yeah, I, I, Robbie, you beat me to the punch yes. right there. It was uh, strictly an OnlyFans dot gov. Yes. Check it out. <laughs> how long till you transition to OnlyFans, and how do your subscribers move from OnlyFans to YouTube? <laughs> Probably make more money. Being I don't honest. think I can legally say that right now. <laughs> no, not, no, not, not yet. Yet. No, not no, not yet. yet. Not yet. Be- it's all been a ploy. Like, all of this growth on all of these other platforms has just been to sell pictures of uh, stuff. But you have one mission statement. It's be the prettiest girl at the ball. Yes. Boom, let's go. <laughs> yes. Thank Every you. girl deserves to go to a ball. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> We're having fun. We're getting spicy. It is one of those episodes, people. It is one of those episodes. Um, oh, we've got a great segment. We're going to knock out then, Jay Buck. So since we actually have grown a smidge bit, we've gotten like, you know, three more listeners. I know. We'll give you a course if you'd like. <laughs> but uh, since we've had our three new listeners, we have developed what's called the Infinity Gauntlet. So we're going to go ahead and put that bumper right here. Are you a heel or a baby face? If you can make any flavor cheese it, what would it be? Is it pronounced Grogu or Groku? If Keanu Reeves isn't in the movie, can it be star-studded? It's time for the Infinity Gauntlet, here on the Infinity Bros Podcast. And J-Buck, the Infinity Gauntlet is a very special segment we do for all of our new guests, and it is a way for our audience to get to know them, and you're going to get six, uh, or is it five? Did Jarrett leave a question for us? I don't think Jarrett left a question I don't think he did. No, so five. I'm sorry. Jared doesn't like you. Not doing his homework. Yeah, well, you know how Jared Jared gets. uh, It's just, apparently he doesn't care. So take it up with him on TikTok. The question is still being mailed to him. He hasn't actually received it yet. It takes a little while in Montana for the internet to get there. His hamster on the wheel at Montana to get the power going (laughs) is not running right now. So that's why we haven't heard from him. Uh, But you're going to receive random questions. They could be literally about anything, and uh, this is just a way for our audience to get to know you better. So, J-Buck, I will start with my question, which is what I will call a softball, and I would like you to tell your audience your favorite TikTok you've ever made and why. Oh no, I'm bad at baseball, so this or sports in general, so I might whiff. Yeah, that's on why this it's one. a softball. It's not a um, baseball toss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my oh, man, one of my favorite ones. I mean, the one of my favorite ones is not going to be one that has the most views, the most likes, the most you know, potential for you know viral content. Um, I think it's some of the most recent stuff I've been doing, where I've been doing these kind of like deleted movie scenes, where I'm editing myself into and writing uh, jokes and commentary and whatnot around other characters. Um, I just started doing that one. I mean, I've only done four or five, maybe six of them, but I'm trying to do one a day just to, one, train myself how to edit a little bit better, but then also um, write funnier, I guess, if that makes sense. I think I did a quiet... The one specific one is A Quiet Place. Yes. And if you're familiar with that movie... um, there's there's something that uh, is loud. You're supposed to be quiet, and I bite a taco, a crunchy taco, in the post-apocalypse. Um, well, time not, out. Not now now we have to ask, was it a gas station taco or not? Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, but I will give a backstory. Uh, uh, Infinity Bros exclusive, if you will. Um, I drove to the store specifically for taco shells because I needed them as a prop, essentially. That's fantastic. That ate into the production budget of that one. Exactly. Yeah, and the and the funny thing is, <laughs> I I film in a in a storage closet. Uh, I'll give some uh, behind the curtain look. Um, six hours later, when I was doing my uh, Falcon Winter Sol- Soldier breakdown, I forgot I left the tacos in there, so they're just on a plate still in the room. <laughs> wait, 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 did you did you make like a full on taco, or is it just the shell? Well, and again, people have asked this question. I needed it to be authentic, so I put cheese in there. I put a little bit of nice. lettuce. I, I had some <laughs> leftover meat, and I put it in there, too. So I went the full way. Hey, uh, quick question, J-Buck. What's the address of this storage storage locker? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> okay, okay, this does you. not count as an Infinity Gauntlet question. That does not count as your Infinity Gauntlet question for name. Zane just disappeared. It sounds like oh, he's starting his car. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Someone just rang my doughboy. I'll be back. Oh, man. Uh, We're off the rails. Here's the next Infinity Gauntlet question for you. This comes from Isaac. If you had the chance to wipe one movie from existence, what would it be and why? Ooh, one movie from existence. 
This could be many, 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 many movies. Isaac's only granting you one. I know, I know. Ah, oh, man, you guys are killing me. You should have prepped me with these. This no, is no, like no, a no, dating no. game. The, the, the bit is that you don't know. That's literally this bit. You cannot know. Has you know, in one. a roundabout way, this is like the first first date I've been on in a long time, and I don't feel like I'd be good at dates anymore. Congratulations, <laughs> you're insane. <laughs> I got you. I got you, J-Buck. Me and you. Ah. <laughs> I think you know what this is the one that's popping up in my head because I'm looking at some uh, the props on my desk. I think Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Oh gosh, gotcha. uh, great answer! Such a good trilogy, and then that one just kind of swooped in and did some weird things. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to the newest one, uh, whatever they're going to call it. I mean, casting news came out yeah, today about that. that and whatnot, so I'll be excited for that. But yeah, that that fourth one is just a stinker. Shia LaBeouf was in. I don't know why you're so upset about it. That's the only one I watched. Well, I mean, I'm saying that was the best part. I mean, but then when there's monkeys and giant fire ants, I mean, maybe they were trying to think of a, you know, the Lego video game and how it would transform into a giant ant. I don't know. Zane, we'll go to you. What's your Infinity Gauntlet question? All right, Jay Buck, my question for you is this. If you were to become a ghost, what location or object would you haunt and why? (laughs) Oh man, there's there you you could go you could go smart you could go funny you could be perverted with this question and for some reason my 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 thought my brain of course went to the ladder of this one. Um, le- legally, I am not allowed to say what came to my mind first. Um, you know what? I think I like people watching. I feel like when I'm an old man, maybe in a couple weeks, I'm just going to sit on like a, a bench in the mall and people watch. So I'm going to say somewhere in the mall, but I'm going to say the arcade in the mall, if arcades still exist. I mean, those are hard to come by. But you know, you get all the flashing lights and games, you get a lot of fun people coming in there, plus you get a people watch. I like that answer. It's actually very close to what my answer to that question would be. So I... I dig what, it. What, and what, no one wants to. No one wants yeah, to know. What was yours? No, 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 no one wants to know. No, no, no. It's the infinity. No, hit the, hit the sounder. Zane. Now Zane is, is on the button. This is Zane's Q and A. Zane, you can tell us, but Max is cutting it. <laughs> yeah, gosh, I will. I will cut it because Robbie's telling me to cut it. Fine, I'll tell you anyways. No, I would haunt the animatronic Chuck E. <gasps> cheese in a Chuck E. Oh. Cheese. Did you ever see uh, Willy's Wonderland? Stupid. You have stupid ideas. It came out a, like a month ago, and basically it was a horror version of Five Nights at Freddy's like that. Okay, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it, but I've heard of it. I believe Mark <laughs> has watched it, and Isaac, it's on Isaac's list because he's like a Nicolas Cage fanatic. Mm-hmm. So it'll get watched eventually. Uh, we're going to go back to Mark, and then Robbie will round us out, okay? Or do you think that we should do you first? You already said Mark. You just go with it, dog. Oh, hi, you're the, Mark. You're the you're the host. You're the ho- you're the host. You got oh, hi, Mark. Here we go. If you could switch out Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas with superheroes who can't fly, run fast, or teleport, who would you pick on your journey to destroy the ring? So basically, I get to pick three superheroes to come with me on a journey. Correct. They cannot fly. Okay. Run fast or teleport. Okay. Um, I am not too steeped on my comic lore, so we're going to go with this one. Um, Daredevil, even though he's blind, I think it'd be really funny because you could play some jokes and be like, hey, no, grab grab the tongs over there, and he wouldn't know where. Um, Squirrel Girl, um, because she would know the forests, 
Again, I don't know if she has super speed or can teleport or anything. Uh, I think that I think it'd just be funny to bring Squirrel Girl somewhere. And then, um, oh man, third one. Mm. I love time out. Two things. One, I love that you're like I'm not too deep in my superhero lore, and you pull out Squirrel Girl, <laughs> pull out squirrel because girl. I <laughs> out of nowhere, and I know the TikTok you just made <laughs> with Squirrel Girl in it. You psychopath. I love it. Just amazing. I'm telling well you, I'm telling you, cast board. Anna Kendrick as Squirrel Girl right now. Make it. Oh happen. yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, third hero. <sighs> hmm. I, where, you know what? Let's let's bring Deadpool because I think that I would need entertainment on my journey, and you know he's pretty much un- indestructible as well. Crack a joke here or there, so Deadpool. That's a good. It's a good list. Robbie, go ahead. All right, so this is more your wheelhouse, and I think something you know more than any of us do. Um, give us your number one under the radar movie for twenty twenty one. 2021 like uh already out or coming soon uh let's do one that you've seen under because i know you've done a bunch of those those uh online shows where you get to review a bunch of movies so Mm -hmm. i'd I'd love to hear um your take on a movie that maybe the audience or us have not heard of um okay so this isn't gonna maybe fit into your genre of uh listeners usually because i'm assuming a lot of your listeners are like comic book fans and uh uh, sci-fi stuff like that um they're psychopaths don't worry about it well i mean i i w- <laughs> didn't want to specifically say that i was trying to skirt around the the term it's there. very nice of you to do that but they're they're, <laughs> they're literally crazy people um so i was able to do two film festivals this year already and the first one that i went to was sundance and there was this movie called coda and it's children of deaf adults that's what it stands for and it was I, it brought me to tears. I My girlfriend came over halfway through, and I couldn't speak because I was crying. Like, it was such a joyful tear. Um, maybe the most uh, – like, I watched this movie in January, and it's probably going to be in my top ten already. And, again, that's very early to say. Um, I'm trying to remember who bought the rights. I think it might have been Apple TV. But, yeah, it's, it's this girl – who he can hear and her brother her parents they are all deaf and she essentially wants to be a singer so you kind of have that you see how it's tough for maybe the family to relate to her dream because they they can't hear her um so yeah if you're looking for just a complete breakdown emotional tearful joyful tear movie uh check out coda coming soon sweet that's k-o-d-a then right c-o C-O, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, C-O. yeah. Okay. children, children, not kids, children, sorry, children. Okay. Of. okay, okay, good to know. Uh, you did it, you're you've gone through the infinity gauntlet. Technically, you're supposed to do it the first time around, but we just hadn't made the bit, the bit hadn't been there yet. You guys didn't use the so time, you did it, you did a good you guys job. Didn't you didn't use the time well. stone to go back and fix that episode. No, yeah, go back and re edit. That's that. clever. Uh, yeah, that's really clever. There you go. Yeah, we're working yeah. go ahead and use the Infinity out. Stones. That's yeah, our trademark and our book. Okay. So, yeah, look at us. So. Perfectly balanced as all things should be. Uh, can't even give away a real us. Infinity Gauntlet. No, no, this guy's a comedian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could tell he makes funny TikToks. All right. Um, let's head on over to our iTunes reviews. As we talked about at the top of the show, we are doing a giveaway, as Robbie and I condescendingly just said for a potential Infinity Gauntlet. And if you enter now, we're going to take the first 100 reviews starting on April 1st, 
and we're going to just, you know, throw all the names in a big old uh, wheel and spin the wheel and figure out who that person is. Um, but long story short is if you leave a review on Podchaser, you could get some money for Meals on Wheels. If you just are on iTunes already and you want to just quickly do that and you want to avoid that hassle in your head, I don't get it, but go ahead. Just leave us a review and you will automatically get entered. And we've got three reviews we need to talk about today. This first one comes from MJS0233. Unbelievably clever name. I, I've never heard anything like that before. Uh, they say, great podcast. It's 2021, Zane. It's not he or she. <laughs> I have started to look forward to the podcast almost as much as I look forward to the new MCU Disney Plus releases each week. That is the quote about our show. Robbie, thoughts, go. Uh, that's pretty high praise. Uh, sounds like brown nosing to me, but, you know, uh, we appreciate it. Anything for an Infinity Gauntlet. That's what I'll say. Zane. Uh, yeah, I feel like they probably found the wrong podcast and that was intended for someone else. Do you think this is a long lost J Buck TikTok review? J Buck. Uh, yes, I'm definitely smelling what they're stepping in. <laughs> I think so too. I think this meant to be a comment on one of your videos. <laughs> That's what I'm sensing. We appreciate it, MGS. Thank you so much for your review. Uh, this is a four star. This comes from Jabe. This is Jabin's review. This comes from Jabin Hunt. I wonder who sent this in. It's a four star. Are you frustrated getting a four star over a five star? Are you somebody, Zane, that you go, I would prefer a three star, but a four star is like, I'm not quite there yet. Where am I doing wrong? Like, where are you at in your, in your scale on that, Zane? Let me put it like this. If the four-star Dragon Ball was good enough for Goku, a four-star review is good enough for me. <laughs> Robbie? <laughs> it just The Dragon Ball by itself doesn't do anything. Just shut up, Zane. Um, I'm making bits, Robbie. <laughs> your bits? It's, it's humor. Bit, Robbie. No, I don't yeah, like your bit. bits. Um, well, actually. Um, you know, you know, I was a little alarmed by the four stars and then he gave a really like positive review. So I was like, okay, where's the, I need the critical, like, here's, here's, here's the line. I haven't said the line. All right, yet, give me said, the line. From what I've listened to this, from what I have listened to this, these guys are awesome. From what I've listened to this comma, these guys are awesome. And how do you, why did you only give they, it four stars? He only listened I, to four fifths of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it must, this must've been a Zane episode. Not only that, he then goes, okay. they know their T H E R E movie culture very well. I love the energy and how close they are. That, that sounds like a lot of praise for a four star. Uh, that, hmm. I just I want I want to know like give us the critical like review of what like knocked it down to four. Did his did his finger slip and he just like yeah because on like, our yeah, scale fine. that's like that's like what a four point eight out of six on our on our scale. What no that's even less, isn't it? You think so? You think it's like four point five on our scale? Yeah yeah it have to be four point five right? Yeah I, the math doesn't work out Zane. I don't know math uh, Zane Google quick. Uh, yeah I don't know. J-Buck, you've counted to 100,000. Uh, <laughs> does the math work out? I'm, I'm really wondering if there's like a like a gimmick you guys got going on to see how many times you can say 100,000. <laughs> there's like a bet we've made on the side before you like yeah, get mad yeah, at yeah, us yeah. and you're like, hey, stop like there's, mocking like there's a pool. my TikTok presence. Like over, oh, <laughs> like over somewhere you guys had a pool and you're like, okay, we got to get up to I this number. I told you pre-show we're going to build you up. And I don't know why you're getting upset. We're, we're praising you. 
You're so right. Do the over-under over is 100,000. <laughs> <laughs> see what he did there with that corndog grin of his. <laughs> Here's what I would say to you, J-Book. If the roles were reversed, you absolutely should be doing to us. What oh, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even be here. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, these guys are too good. I don't think they, they would ever come to my podcast. <laughs> yeah, we actually do not think that about you Thank at all. goodness. We're like, thank goodness. All right, we we get we needed a we needed an episode of J Bucks. Like, okay, we'll thank get that goodness. guy from TikTok. He'll uh, talk we'll about have his to get balls Mark on, and he'd have these crazy theories. Seriously, Mark has been on every Disney Plus oh, episode hi, for a while. It feels like, oh hi, Mark. I almost that might be our man. We might steal that and just make that a bumper later. This is the third review. This one comes from Brando, novice reviewer. He says, the, the title is The Unofficial Origin of the Infinity Bros. So we're going to rate this review now, okay? So we'll put the bumper in later, but for those that have never listened to before, one to six point scale. Here we go. The Humor Stone, the Playful Banter Stone, the Great Quality Stone, the Weekly Schedule Stone, the Informative But Not Overwhelming Stone, and finally, the Entertainment Stone. But when created the creators realized these stones were far too powerful for any podcast to have they feared that if all six stones were in one podcast listeners would be hooked instantly so they hid them away until now these six stones were used to create the most mightiest podcast of all the infinity bros podcast the only podcast perfectly balanced as all things should be listen to it and you shall understand the raw power of these stones zane what is the best review we've ever had and why is it this <laughs> well it's like the amount of creativity that went into that it just like mad props you know six out of six i mean i give it one out of six because those aren't the name of the stones but you know oh are you well actuallying it right now uh, i am well, well actually right now zing can i get an actual well actually from you <laughs> no i refuse i to need a well that. actually from you for uh, i will not say that ever reasons. <laughs> I need a well. Like we sounds like we have a benchmark for our next fundraiser. We do. Thank you. I need that for the Twitch, because I can hit a button now and just make it pop up every single time. That's that's why I'm not gonna say it, I'm Robbie. I'm gonna get it one of these hit days. That all the I'm time. gonna get it. This is a this is a really good review. Jay Buck, what, what do you think of this one? I think it's again, like you're saying, well thought out, clever, creative. I mean, someone took the time to do that. I think that that's the biggest thing is that they. Uh, I mean, it, it's not like they. Well, maybe. They copied and pasted it from somewhere, but it sounds genuine at least. Yeah, there's a lot of things you got to edit, though, if you copy and paste it. Yeah. Robbie, what are you thinking? That's that's definitely the best review we've ever had and will ever get, and it's probably going to be our like new header on our website. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to dip into the budget and buy a shirt for this guy. Hang on now, though. We haven't gotten to Steve's review yet, so just we're saving ex- that one for a later day. Zane. We talked about this pre-show. Gosh, we can't be talking about just, that review. I know. I'm just excited. That's how you get people to keep these coming things. back. You tease He's, them. Here's the guy. plot. Steve's review is coming. Everyone's like, "Who the heck is Steve? Am I supposed <laughs> to know who this guy is?" Steve. Steve. <laughs> We've never. We have never in the history of our show <laughs> mentioned a Steve <laughs> until this point. And so people are now going back and like, oh, "I'm steeped in Steve lore right now." Yeah, seriously. Who is Steve? I'm Who just is this you know, guy. Just call me, you know, Hansel and Gretel. I'm just leaving the breadcrumbs. You are breadcrumbs. You are. Those are our reviews. Make sure you leave us one on iTunes or Pod Chaser. 
Let's get into the reason you're probably here. We're going to talk about the Falcon and Winter Soldier episode four. It will be a non-spoiler review on the front end, so we'll ask everybody their non-spoiler thoughts. So if you haven't watched the episode yet or you're contemplating watching it, which is kind of weird in episode four, but we're just going to give it anyway for the sake of um, spoilers. We'll give you a spoiler bumper warning after that, and then we'll dive full into spoilers. And uh, we're going to be spoiling other stuff, too. So we'll be spoiling the Space Jam trailer today. We're going to be spoiling the Loki trailer as well. So if you're not into that, we appreciate you stopping by. Make sure you swing by for another episode. Uh, but for now, we want to make sure that you're familiar with our rating system that we referenced earlier. So we're going to go ahead and put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity step. All right, Robbie, real quick, broad strokes. Tell us your non-spoiler review of episode four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Plain and simple to me, like, if for whatever reason you've been on the fence with this show, this is the episode you're waiting for. This is the one that gets you hooked and the one that makes you keep coming back. Like, this is the one. That, that's all I have to say. So a six out of six? Six out of six. Zane. Yeah, kind of just the same thing. Like, this is the the culmination of everything that's been happening. And, yeah, this is the one that you're like, okay, this is the future of what the MCU is doing on on Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, six out of six. This is, this is exciting stuff. J-Buck. Yeah, I think Robbie hit it where it's kind of, you know, if you're on the fence, you're you're not too sure of this uh, season or this series, rather. And that's kind of how I've been, where this one, there's a lot of interesting things. There's some big moments. There's some emotional moments. And I think that this one not necessarily is getting me hooked, but I am on board to see where episodes five, six, and a potentially, like, you know, splintering out to more um you know connections to the future of the mcu i think that it's uh getting into a more personal level than what we maybe expected from uh the show i'm gonna echo everything so so did you give this a six is that what you're saying oh i haven't given a number i not a six i'm gonna give it a five out of six still i i I still you know you gotta persuade me a little bit more and i have a i have faith that episode five and six will do that look you have a hundred thousand reasons to not give it a six we get it we totally get it your word is more powerful than zane's we get it um no i'm this is one of the hardest sixes this is the best episode of TV, in my opinion, so far Disney Plus has made for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Everything Robbie is saying, I echo. If you've been waiting, this is the episode you've been waiting for. If you're somebody that... I, I was reading a rumor. I'm not even going to call it a report. I'm going to call it a little bit sick. Little bits. So a a maybe no it's a rumor that people no were bad. ending watching this show last episode when Sam and Bucky met isaiah bradley oh, so that would have been two episodes ago mm-hmm. yeah so i was two reading episodes. some yep. rumors that that people were ending their subscriptions and that, that seems a little dramatic to me but whatever i for those people i would tell you if you were frustrated up to that point you've got to stick with it and keep going now those people are going to be grouchy no matter what but the point i'm making i, I would add on to what you're saying robbie is there was a lot of slow building in those first two episodes i felt especially I gave them fives. This episode hits it out of the park in every single metric in every single way. 
this is what the MCU should look like moving forward, as Zane said. Six out of six for me. I'm I'm baffled that J Buck gave it a five. I'm I'm very upset and disappointed in you, J Buck. But I'm, not, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I had to keep that one for myself. <laughs> this one's for me. This will go in my collection. <laughs> no. Uh, so those are our non-spoiler reviews. So you can check this out on Disney Plus. But now we're going to dive into spoilers, full spoilers. We're going to talk about everything, details as much as we want or as little as we want. So we want to make sure you know this is your spoiler warning. This is... Prepare yourself. At Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. <laughs> warning. All right, Zane, uh, you texted us early in the morning. You tend to watch this before the rest of us, before literally the sun is considering getting up for its day. Yes. <laughs> I want to so give true. you the first word. What really is sticking out for you from this episode? And I'd like to broad strokes kind of the, all the main beats here, but I would love to hear specifically from you what stuck out to give such a strong six rating because I think you, you're also somebody that's been iffy on this show in sense of how much it's been able to ramp itself up. Uh, so the the pieces that stick out the most to me, I mean, obviously the whole fight when the Dormelage come and show up for Zemo, that whole fight, and then you get that first um, moment when John Walker's just like, these these guys weren't even super proud, like, they weren't even super soldiers. Like, I just got my butt kicked by normal people. And you could begin to see kind of that, you know, fracturing in his mind of like, okay, this something's wrong um i would have to say the conversation between um sam and carly before john walker goes and busts in there that was huge like that was such a cool moment um just like because you could tell he was getting to her like he was actually like they could have dialogue and then john walker came in like an idiot and just ruined everything and then obviously just yeah the the whole just reveal at the end the being driven to actually take the super soldier serum and the you know the death of uh was it lamar yeah and then that just setting him over the edge because yeah as soon as that happened i was like the next flag smasher he gets his hands on he's going to kill and that's exactly what he did and i was just like wild my mind was just blown i was just like they they went there and i know i put it in the discord it's um, my kind of feelings on this was it's like that moment when you're watching the Clone Wars and you know Order 66 is coming. You just, you know, you just, it's just that pit in your stomach. We all knew watching this, you're going to get to the point where we see US Agent, that creation. This was that episode. Like, it's just sitting there. You're like, I don't know when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. But then we finally saw it and it was just an absolute gut punch. You're like, Wow, they like they they did this. Have you you like me? It sounds like in your review, speaking on previous episodes, the pacing for me has been slow. Have you agreed with that? And what did you think of the pacing of this episode? And from a spoilers perspective, did you appreciate how much they covered in such a short time? Yeah, um, like you said, I I've been very like iffy on the show. It's a show that I am definitely gonna like watch every week. I, I it was never a question of like I'm gonna stop watching it, but it was just like a Okay, this is like kind of a typical, like, kind of a superhero. They have a little bit of drama here and there type of show. Um, but nothing that was really, like, you know, moving the dial, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> and then for them to 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 quicken up the pacing um, in such a way that it, it was almost like a... 
I feel like the first three episodes were kind of like a slow burn where this one was like someone started like slowly like putting gasoline on that burn. Um, and it wasn't all like one big gallon all at once. They, they kept like sprinkling it on. And then right at the end, they dumped the entire bucket of gasoline on and just, you know, made it explode. Um, I think the pacing was brilliant in this one because honestly, around the 40 minute mark, I was like, I don't know why everyone is like so amazed by this episode. I was like, what are they like? What are they planning here? Because um, I did not think that John Walker was going to take the serum this episode. I thought like maybe the big ending was going to be he takes it. Maybe. But I, I just thought like. They weren't going to get there, but then you you get uh, obviously the talk with Carly and Sam, and and that was a very impactful moment. That that's maybe like the first time in a while that I've actually enjoyed Falcon. Um, I'm not a huge Falcon fan, I'm not a huge Sam fan. I'm I'm a big Bucky guy, but just not there with Sam. But that that conversation did help um, just for me as a fan. Um, and then yeah, you get the end, and uh, geez, everything everything ramps up very very quickly in the in the amazing imagery that they use and the the you know the blood on the shield and everything you know that and then then you get the real life consequences of everyone has a phone everyone just watched the new captain america pummel a guy's skull in essentially or, or whatever wherever he was hitting have you not robbie have you really not been impressed with the progression of sam's character in this season not really i feel like he's been kind of inconsistent mm. honestly it seems like sometimes he's one way, then sometimes he's another way. I, I'm just not a big Falcon guy. I don't know what it is. It's just he just hasn't he hasn't done it for me. This episode he did it for me. He he gained a he gained a a, a fan this episode. Yeah, because I felt like the last two three episodes and J Bug maybe you'll you'll think this too or I'm just crazy, but I I have felt the last two episodes in particular that this writing in this show has really tried to tell me that Sam is the most wholesome character and literally the perfect replacement for Steve Rogers in the sense of like last episode, he didn't know that Sharon Carter was being that bad of a thief. He couldn't pretend to be the smiling tiger in this one. He's talking Carly metaphorically off the ledge. I have felt beat for beat that this character has progressed in a healthy way in a way that also is, putting him at center stage it's like and even the way other people are talking about him how that flag smasher who was talking with carly during the serum scene was saying i looked up to captain america he's an ideal he represents the people etc etc it's like you're totally pointing to sam wilson here i i don't know if i fully agree with that robbie but it's interesting to me that you haven't been a fan up to this point and to hear you shift on that is very exciting for me I wonder what the general public thinks on that. J Book, how, how did you feel after this episode? And speak to speak to our audience a little more for you on how have you appreciated, and this is a broad question, so go the direction you want to go with it, on the symbolism that Robbie alluded to with this. Have you felt that the symbolism has, I mean, obviously, in the day and age we live in, I think there's some symbolism that's historical and, and parallels well, but have you felt like it's been organic and smooth and and strong in the storytelling or have you felt it's been forced in along with what you've thought so far 
it's it's kind of a little bit of both i think i think you know it's obviously like you can't be blind to what is happening in this world comparing it to real life and kind of what is happening strictly you know not only here in america but just the world in general and some of the stuff i i will say episodes one and two i felt like maybe were a heavy handed maybe kind of like okay well that kind of came out of nowhere i understand but like maybe ease into it or weave into it a little bit better. Um, episodes three and four, though, that's what has really kind of brought me more into this season or this series, rather. And, I mean, we've gotten quite a bit from Sam. I think this is the episode that I personally felt like we got the most of kind of those interpersonal relationships where, you know, he's sitting down and is like, I'm not going to persuade you by force i'm gonna use essentially those tactics that he was using on his you know those uh the soldier uh kind of you know vets and whatnot that we see him talking to at the beginning of uh captain america winter soldier like i like that and then obviously big old oh here comes america comes through the door and just ruins everything and i think everyone was like what are you doing um i think you know sam He's doing something, but I think everyone else, this episode was something that I, like the opening with Bucky, and you see how he essentially is now a free man. Again, I think he's still uh, dealing with the fact that, you know, he he had this dark past and people fully don't trust him. For example, when the Dora Milaje come in and they're kind of like, hey, we're going to rip your arm off because we don't fully trust you. Um yeah, I think that this episode, there's a lot going on, but I think that it was, uh, I, I guess my biggest qualm with it or bugaboo is what is the clear message or motive with a lot of these characters because they've introduced oh, a yes. lot. Yes, man. I'm totally digging that with you, man. Um, I've I, I've been trying to figure out how to articulate that out loud. I'm like, I'm okay with the message you're trying to send in regards to the political stuff, but it's got to really align well with this story. And it just and some of it feels amazing. Like, I think the Wakandan entrance, which we called last week, by the way, Mark and I talked about this and totally said, like, we think they're going to fight. And people kind of were coming at us a little bit on that. And look at that. It happened. And I agree with you, dude. It feels like they've been stuffing a ton of things in the bag. Right. And it's working out, though, man. It's working out, Jay Buck. It is. I I. Don't don't you don't you think it is? I mean, yes, I think it is after this episode. But the biggest thing that I guess my the flag smashers, what are they doing? Yeah, I need to know what they're doing. I mean, I understand yeah. that. Uh, well, and then the power broker, like, who the hell is this guy? And how or woman? Who how how is all this going to tie up in two episodes? And again, I am putting my trust in Kevin Feige, in Marvel, in Disney. But right now, looking at the page and the paper of all of the characters, what they're doing, where they're at, and everything, I'm like, which avenue are we taking for this final two episodes? Well, I'm going to ask that at the end. I I, I want to know what everybody here thinks, where you think the Flag Smashers are going. So keep that in the back of your head as we kind of do the dialogue here. Let's talk about the opening sequence in Wakanda. We go back to Wakanda, guys, which this floored me. This absolutely floored me at the speed of which we are diving back into Wakanda. It's six years ago, so right before Infinity War, we find out that Io is activating or setting Bucky free from this activation mode he's in. And we get this unbelievably well-acted scene from Sebastian Stan 
Robbie, you said earlier that you're a big um, Bucky fan. How did this make you feel watching this and knowing the Winter Soldier story that dates all the way back to Captain America? How did you feel watching this, man? Like, were you pumped to be back in Wakanda or was this more of Winter Soldier and Bucky Barnes's moment to you? Uh, I was more pumped for the just the Bucky Barnes moment just because we didn't really get a whole lot of that from the movies. Like we saw that we knew that he was in Wakanda. Then we knew that they were helping him out, but we didn't get to see any of that struggle. And then to finally like see the struggle he was going through and like just the the pain in his eyes of when like she started saying all the words and he just assumed he was going to change. Like he just didn't want to, you know, be that killer anymore. And like he was tearing up like he was trying to fight it so badly. He just didn't want to do it. And he didn't believe that it was going to work. And then it worked, and then those tears changed from just anger and sadness to just pure joy. Um, so I, I think it was great to finally like dive into that a little bit because we just haven't got a lot of it, and that's uh, that speaks to Marvel just giving these characters more depth, and I think that's going to help uh, Bucky for the future because I, I know everyone everyone's big question is who gets the shield at the end of the season, right? Like that's kind of the that's the potential like thought like. And, like, everyone has their uh, initial bias, I think. Like, I would say Bucky just because I like Bucky more as a character. I think people like, you know, Falcon more as a character. But um, I think that's why they're giving us this depth. That's why, like, Sam got that you, moment. You think they're trying to get the audience to go back and forth? I, I, yeah, I think it. people are, are trying to decide. They want people to argue about it because that's what gets people talking at work. Um, and that gets people watching. I don't interpret it that way, but I, I appreciate that because I haven't looked at it through that lens. Zane, I mean, let's just talk about Wakanda being in this. So let's just jump ahead. AO says she gives him eight hours. It's personal for the Wakandans because she obviously was T'Chaka's personal guard, we find out, and he died in Civil War. This is fuel for her to hate Zemo just as much as it is for her country. So we're kind of back, in a sense, to square one with how Black Panther was as a character in that movie. We also get this insane fight scene with John Walker. And I know, Zane, I think you're itching to talk about that. So I'll let you have first word on it. We just, the Dormelage just kicks some serious ass in this. And it's pretty remarkable how they've been able to use these characters and make these side side characters formidable, but also incredible warriors. Zane, what did you think of Wakanda and the Dormelage in this? Yeah, I just. Like, you knew, yeah, it was gonna, they were gonna show up, because not only just how it ties in with um, Bucky, but just so much of the ties with Zemo as well, and you knew that once they come out, like, it was the the weirder thing that, like, yeah, John Walker's coming after Zemo, but you're like, okay, well, you're gonna be more worried about the Dormelage. Like, they're gonna be the ones that are you really got to look out for and then yeah you just had that that fight coming in there and they're just like no we aren't we aren't here to talk and and then of course you get you know john walker coming in there thinking he's hot stuff and then just the way they act absolutely just dismantle everything they you know take off Bucky's arm four men shield and one of them's a super soldier yeah exactly like they completely shut off his arm the they speared the um shield to the table they completely just worked through them and yeah and like i mentioned before like that was that big moment i think when john walker's just like this you could tell in his mind that's when stuff 
started the gear started going for him of like yeah what was his I line it was like more they power. weren't even super soldiers and, or something like that yeah yeah and then it starts going of kind of tying into like what zemo was saying of it's like when people get power like they get superiority from having power and like that just tied in with what walker was doing is he felt low and he felt beaten and so now he needs power and like that kind of became this thread throughout this whole episode of you know when people are down they want power and i think that's why it's interesting and to see sam because Sam is the only one who's not interested in having power. And I think that's part of why it ties into uh, Steve Rogers choosing Sam to be the next Cap. Because Steve Rogers also didn't care about power. Because he was worried about what, doing what was right. And I think you get that with Sam as well. And that's why Steve Rogers wanted Sam to be the next Captain America. And I think that's what you're going to get more of in these next couple episodes. Of realizing that power goes to people's heads it's not about power it's about doing the right thing and it's just who you are as a person and i do not subscribe with what robbie is saying there on that they're bouncing back between two people i don't i don't agree with that either i think this is all about sam i think this is all pointing to sam i think everything everything sam does is so wholesome and it's not as weird as this sounds. And this is the same thing that I would say about the first Captain America movie and probably Avengers, the first one. Sam is wholesome, but not cheesy. Or if he's cheesy, it's not overwhelming. And that's why, to me, all of this seems very clear that it should be him. And while I do see the heavy handedness, as I think that's a very eloquent way that J Buck said it of referencing John Walker as a supremacist. It's a very heavy-handed statement. Thankfully, Zemo said it versus, I think, other people. Um, I, I still think everything is pointing back to Sam. And I really appreciate that in the writing. That, that's where this show, I feel, has been just crushing it the last couple episodes. In everything he does, I'm like, this is this is Captain America. How do How does he not see that he's Captain America? Uh, J-Buck, what'd you think of Wakanda, man? What'd you think of all the Dora Milaje and all this stuff? Talk about it earlier, but tell me about it. What'd you think? I mean, it, I thought it was really cool. The biggest thing is like, oh, well, why are they here? And I'm like, oh, well, Zemo killed Chichaka, and they have ties with Winter Soldier for many a year, and they own his arm, as we can see from <laughs> this episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then when they came in that room, and they're like, yeah, like you're saying, uh, talking's cheap, we're not here for that, we're here for Zemo, he's got to answer for his crimes. And that second, that U.S. agent puts his arm on the shoulder, I knew, just instantly, it's like, oh, this is what is going to happen. And again, like you're saying, he just broke them down piece by piece. And it's an interesting thing where that scene spoke so well of, you know, both Sam and U.S. Agent or John Walker because John Walker instantly feels defeated, feels like he's kind of, you know, caught with his pants down, and that's why he wants the power. And Sam was just kind of, if I remember correctly, just like, let's talk this through. We can solve this. We can figure this out. He's trying to help us. We'll maybe turn him over later um, in, you know, after we get what we can from him because... Again, Zemo is playing these people. I think that, I think he 
has something big planned that none of us know. I think that he specifically himself has something up his sleeve, whether to... I don't think he will activate Winter Soldier again. I did think that last episode, but now seeing this opening, I think that Winter Soldier has has his mind to himself and whatnot. But I think that there's something with him and making a deal with the power broker, maybe. I don't know. Again, I'm just speculating here. But the Dora Mandelage just ripping apart them in this scene who knows? We might get him in the next couple episodes. It was it was nice to see that. Smooth transition, Jay Buck. Thank you. I want to talk about Zemo. <laughs> and I want to talk about this this clown. Uh, Zane, maybe as you would say, he's not just Oh, a this cl- dancing savant. Well, okay. So I actually I actually told Zane this pre-show, and I'm I'm getting close to subscribing to this. I wonder if this is a scroll. Ooh. I wonder if that dancing scene was to kind of show that he's loose. And the Zemo I remember from Civil War was not that loose. So that is the reason. I think this scroll is playing the part in the sense of the ideologies and saying the things. But I also think the scroll could be manipulating for a greater secret invasion purpose. I think all that stuff is stuff scrolls would still say. So Is this Mephisto's advocate? Is that what this is? This is Mephisto's advocate, as Mark would say. Um, but that's just like my personal, like, Hey, I brought to the table. Also, Mark and I texted pre-show and there's two theories. We're both on. This is one of them. And Mark was like, how are you reading my mind? This is literally what I was going <laughs> to say. If I was going to be on tonight. So technically Mark also thinks this, uh, but I'll say this is Mark and my running theory together. We're holding hands on this one. I, I really do wonder if it's him because of that dance scene. Jared, I, I thought that was brilliant, by the way, Jared. It was, the be- it was one of the best scenes of the whole show. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, what, two, three seconds, and it was something that so many people grasp onto, so many memes, so many, you know, they released an hour-long version of him dancing on YouTube. Um, and again, it's it's looped and everything. But man, now that you say that, my head is running with theories. You take it. Because take that to TikTok. I, it's yours. Take I, it. I will. It's going to get 110,000. <laughs> no, no, no. It's going to get 69,000 likes. Go ahead, Zane. Hit, nice. me, hit me with a nice Zane. All right. Uh, let's let's talk about Z- uh, Zemo. So th- what's really cool too is the scene. Man, one thing I do like about the show is some of the some of the shots and scenes they've really chosen. This like big room where they were doing a lot of their stuff is cool. Did you guys notice the red, white, and blue um, windows? Like the col- like it's just yeah, the little stars. How they do that in all- everything. Red, white, and blue is is the center of everything with their color scheme in the show. I love it. And. and it's clear, as you said, Jay Buck, Zemo is manipulating everybody in the room. He's playing this giant game of chess. And Sam confronts him for shooting him, and Zemo totally pulls... I'm not going to say that joke. Zemo totally BSs it and lies <laughs> and says, I didn't shoot N- Nagel. He's like, yes, you did. I was there. I watched you shoot him. Like, what What do you... Jay Buck, what do you think? You talked about a big plan. Do you have any idea of where you would go with that plan right now? <sighs> No, I I mean, again, just I I don't know too much comic wise, but I've seen theories. I've read into stuff. I've done some research. I think the biggest thing and I did think he would take the super soldier serum for himself. I did, too. I totally uh, did. But he he is against it. So that kind of twisted something in my mind. But I think that something in this season is not going to go the way he wants. And he's going to pursue the Thunderbolts in some capacity. Don't know how, don't know when, 
whatever. But this, the just the one scene of, like you're saying, he's playing this chess game is that Dora Milaje, bleh, Dora Milaje scene where everyone's fighting and he just moseys his way into the bathroom and escapes down the El Chapel's it. That's what he's good at. Yes, exactly. Where he just wants everyone to cause madness because he's going to go off and do something else in this, you know, world of shadows and mirrors right. and everything. It's super manipulative. It's all and even like the scene with the girl, right? Gives her Turkish delight and then he gives the information he wants her to hear, brings back a portion of that information for Bucky and Sam. To essentially, because he knows that, hey, I got to get out of here in the next eight hours. And he still isn't able to, but he, he finds his way out, as you said. I I really, really love Daniel Brühl's portrayal in this. Robbie, how have you thought of Zemo so far in this series? I've really enjoyed Zemo so far. I, I think the uh, it, it's been interesting getting more depth on him as well. And and, I, and like J-Buck, I don't have uh, a whole lot of history um, in the comics with him. So I really don't have a whole lot to give with that. Um the interesting thing, I think, is when he's smashing all those vials, he has a perfect chance to kill Carly if he wants to. Um, and he chooses not to do that. I don't know if that was if he got, you know, so caught up in destroying the vials because that's his number one plan or if he has something else planned uh, for Carly and the Flag Smashers. So I, I thought that was interesting because I thought for sure, like, he was going to go after Carly there and get rid of her. Um but something persuaded him not to, or if he just got too distracted, and maybe I'm reading into that. But with with Zemo, I feel like everything has has some sort of reason. Yeah, I think you're onto something there, Robbie. I don't think that's crazy to read into that. Zane, he we we hear that he you know he goes to the GRC camps, talks about how he went to parties there. Uh, he kind of gives more of a history of him. I know before he got introduced, your running theory that I know you read it, but we're calling it your theory, Zane that his mask was an homage to Thanos. Do you still think that's going to kind of pop up even though he pulled it from yeah. his car or where do you, where are you sitting on that still? Uh, I think so too. Cause well, cause the whole point, like what did Thanos do? Thanos beat the Avengers. What did Baron Zemo do? Yeah, he's he literally fractured yeah, the Avengers. Right. Like I, I, I feel like there's similarities there and something that's been standing out to me. Like I know we talk about the whole, you know, dance scene that he's loose, you know, that might be a scroll or, all these different things. But the other thing that I'm looking at this, and this is kind of coming from the perspective of what they always did with Netflix is they're making him kind of likable. They're kind of, you know, and I, I've just seen enough of this of like, Oh yeah, you know, it's Zemo. Yeah. He probably has his own little chess game, but there you get bits and pieces that you're like, is this really the it's same the guy? Is this bit. really that bad guy? It kind of, yeah, totally. Exactly. It, it, it makes, he makes sense. And then I feel like that's what we're going to get. Maybe in the last episode, you're going to get this reveal of like, you, you know, you're finally going to see the game he's playing. You're going to finally get that twist and how like, obviously he's playing stuff. We don't know to what end, but I feel like you're going to see way more of like, no, there's something deeper that he's um, moving towards that no one can see yet because it just seems too simple of everything that we've seen like it just seems like very surface stuff like there's something deeper I legitimately like him yet. way more than John Walker yeah wasn't that wasn't that the uh, meme going on it was like I, I, I trust Zemo more than I trust John Walker at this moment yeah. <laughs> yeah. and Daniel Brühl yeah. when asked about it said you guys are crazy I'm paraphrasing but he's like no absolutely not do not trust Zemo at all 
Right. And that's what's wild about it. Because, yeah, you get that meme of, like, oh, I trust Zemo more. Well, wh- why are they setting this up that you'd trust him more? Dude, there, dude there is a legitimate argument saying the that this is the best written character in this whole MCU thing. Oh, I love it. I love what they're doing with Zemo. That's why, like, I'm so excited to see what yeah, else I'm they glad they held off on all the Baron stuff till now. I actually really, really appreciate that. I yeah. They're staying very comic accurate, and this works in the post- blip and game avengers world this whole thing works and i think with the x-men stuff coming down the pike and just some of the grounded characters need a very strong presence like this guy when guys like kingpin are probably off the table for the mcu for the near future right like i think this is great i agree with you guys i think we're all what if the power broker is kingpin dude i I, that's a (laughs) group so that's that one of the questions I'm asking at the end. So let's just talk about it real quick. Uh, Mark and I have another. So real quick, no, you go, go first, J-Buck. Tell is that what you're subscribing to, or are you just like? I mean, that literally just popped into my head. I have no idea why, but from what I've, again, theory here, article here, what's true, what's fact, what's fiction, no one really knows, and it's all speculation. But this power broker, they've been talking this person up for what three episodes now. Uh, Two, three, four, I think. Not only that, but Um, the showrunners themselves have said two major things about this series. One, there is a uncredited actor that nobody knows who it is yet playing a role in episode five. We don't know what that role is. The second thing is that episode five is the air quotes best episode of the season. Now, based on how I was treated in WandaVision, I'm probably giving middle fingers to these statements. However, for you, J-Buck, you may look at that as an additional hint of this could help your theory yeah and i'm glad that you uh had the kind of uh paraphrased paraphrased quotes there because that was what i was going to bring up is that recently they had kind of said there's this mysterious person that could pop up and they haven't been in the mcu before and you know kingpin i mean I, literally i'm making this up as we go right now because i didn't even think about this before, zane does that every episode he, of our he, podcast he has power he has power <laughs> he has connections it's i mean obviously i think think we can all assume Sharon Carter is working with or in connection with this broker character but um I mean there's there's a handful of different ways I mean the Kingpin one literally just came to me I think it could be Sharon Carter but also there's the thoughts of General Ross also being uh the, the power broker but if these these statements from these showrunners or whatever are true which again I'm looking at Robbie he's shaking <laughs> his head back and forth he has a neck problem right there I I think that he does not subscribe to this at all. Well, and it's 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 the the actor they said is just a big name actor that doesn't have and I'll put the quotes in the show notes. I'll I'll make sure I go back and find those articles for you. The quote basically says this actor does not have a role in the future and they don't have a title or show or movie they're doing in the future. So in theory it could be somebody from an old thing. That's why for me and Mark and we both literally said said this today. I think it's Justin Hammer. Because the reason I think this is it leads into Armor Wars. And where would a guy like that go if in a in a post-snap world? He would go somewhere like Majapur. Even after Iron Man 2, he would go there and you know sell guns on the black market and do his thing. I, I think that I I absolutely could see him coming back in that role personally mark subscribes to that as well 
but the pieces work there. And, and I'd love it if it's somebody like that. And, and I'm not, my goal with it, with pontificating who the power broker is, is I don't want to get my hopes up like I did in WandaVision. I, I really don't want to, if it's nobody, fine, whatever. But that to me is like, that seems like a logical choice. And would be it would get people pumped up for the Iron Iron War show. Well, that's the Robbie, that's the frustrating thing is that like WandaVision for you and me, Max. I think maybe more than the other uh, Infinity Bros, it burned us a little bit. We were so excited, like because we had this original property basically, and it just kind of ended how all the others ended, and we didn't get the big surprise at the end kind of thing. Um, where this one now we're a little we're a little uh, time out. Not only did it not not only did it not do that, Robbie, but to add on to what you're saying. They told us this is what we're going to do something big right. here. And they did. And they told us that with a quick silver reveal. Yeah. And they knew full well what they were doing. <laughs> and then they had the audacity to call it back we on us. I talk about it every day. Gave you a boner, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's like. Yeah. It's my fault. It's my fault for thinking that Quicksilver was yeah, going to Yeah. Let's hope that they're not trying to do this again where they they pretend to set up this big thing and we don't get the reveal this season. I, I really don't think they will because obviously it's probably new writers, but Feige's behind all of it. So who who knows? You know? I, 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 Dude, I don't it's know. a killer job in marketing yeah. though, man. It is a great job. Oh, of yeah. It's brilliant. Show. It's it's incredible. It's ridiculous. It's so stupid. It's so good and stupid at the same time. It's great. Uh, so J-Buck, I like the, but I do like the, I like the kingpin. I mean, I'm just, like I'm it. just, I'm just laying back, sitting back right now. I have a notepad next to me. I'm taking all these ideas and stealing <laughs> these for TikTok years, bro. right now. So, hundred and sixty nine thousand followers. Here right. we come, yeah, baby. Buddy. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Zane, who are you thinking power broker is? Yeah, I now that you say Justin Hammer, like that makes the most amount of sense because it's not really someone you can. That's not really plan for future stuff it was someone that would definitely consolidate power it's someone that sharon would yes you could conceive work with like yeah i i very much am subscribing to that theory just and iron wars is all about taking him down right dude it's awesome if they did it's awesome introduce him somewhere max you writing for marvel no dude it's mark it's mark and i this is like (laughs) dude mark Every time I, you got to listen to some episodes, him, him and I like, dude, we go down some rabbit holes, but sometimes we find gold. And this is one of those moments where him and I have found something that we're holding on to and hoping. Uh, Mark got very burned with WandaVision with some of these. <laughs> Was Swing. he on the Mephisto train? Oh, gosh. Mark and I would I'd get off and then I'd look as the train was passing by and Mark is just conducting it. And then he's hopping <laughs> off. But then he looks and I'm conducting. It's just wild stuff, man. The track is wrong. Dude, we, I, we, we had to bring up Mephisto. <laughs> Robbie Zane, correct me if I'm wrong, probably up to like episode it was seven. Stupid. The stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We couldn't, we could nothing, not drop it. Nothing. It's got to be Mephisto. It's got to be Mephisto. Got nothing. I'm just totally <laughs> mocking myself. <laughs> yeah, not only do we get nothing, it's like, oh, I can't believe you guys, like, I can't believe you guys thought that that because we brought this Evan Peters guy back that it was going to be good. It's, it's be just a boner over. joke. It's, so it's funny. It's that. a boner joke. Why did you laugh? That's so weird. Ugh. Giggle a bit. Jeez. Who wants the X-Men anyways? I do this every week on this podcast, and I don't apologize for it. <laughs> I don't apologize for it. Until I get an apology from the showrunner. Sam politely speaks with Carly. This is a great ideological fight. Zane, you talked about this earlier as one of your favorite moments. Um, uh, and how th- the question of how would the world work after a blip? Do we really subscribe that this is how the world would be after something like this? It's very possible. Like, 
after everything working like that, like it's in a vacuum. Like everything is rattled. Everyone like lost someone or knows someone that was lost. Like I understand like the connection of hey, everyone's working together, but I also feel like that's kind of a jaded viewpoint because yeah, you're gonna have people working together, but you're also gonna have tons of people that are looking to just grow power because yeah. now you just had a that's ton of people disappear, and you're you're gonna have and I think that was kind of part of. I don't necessarily maybe part of what Sam was trying to get at of just like, yeah, you're, you're helping people, but like, this is also, you're doing it the wrong way. Like, I agree with your message, but the way you're doing it's wrong. And it's the same thing. Like you're helping. She's people, just a stupid you, kid. You have to balance it. You're a stupid right. kid. Like, like, and it, it goes back to the thing of like, yeah, you have power, but now what are you going to do with it? You know? And I think that's more of like what he was getting at. Um, yeah, like I, I could see it. There's if a situation like that happened. Yeah. There's going to be people that band together and like, Hey, we're going to help each other out and we're going to, you know, live on this. But we haven't seen as much from the other side that people are going to take complete advantage of it. Like it's going to be a power struggle. People are going to, it's going to go dog eat dog. And I, I wonder if we're going to get that at all. It's, it's interesting. Cause it's, it's, so I just thought of this analogy. It's okay. Carly and the 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 flag uh, smashers are they're they're kids that finally got a really cool toy. Okay, <laughs> they're kids that got a really cool toy or a really five, good job. Yeah, or a really good job. They're, they're I'm I'm using the kids analogy because I'm thinking of my own son. So these oh, you're are talking kids. Like little kids. I'm, I was I'm talking. Like, they're little sorry, kids. I was thinking that finally got kids. like. Go ahead. They finally got a chance to get whatever toy they wanted at Walmart. I was going to say Toys R Us, but that's not even a thing anymore. They finally got the toy they wanted. Hey, too soon. And too soon. <laughs> All right. Chill, Robbie, seriously. Um, they got to play with this awesome toy for five years, and it's their favorite toy. They finally get a chance to have this toy. And then dad comes back and takes the toy away. And now they're mad. Now they're they're pissed off and they're angry. So they go out and they they find a way to fight back against dad. Um, they get the super serum and now they are stronger than dad and they want to take that toy back. I didn't, I didn't think this whole analogy through, but like that, that's kind of what this is. We can but tell. Like, we see it. Yeah. yeah it's, a, uh-huh. it's, you know, it's, it's taking something away that you really, really wanted and, and you know, you want to get it back, but it wasn't yours to begin Did with. Did you write for WandaVision, Robbie? Yes. I totally get like really strong <laughs> WandaVision written vibes. Yeah. No, I, I agree, Robbie. This, this, she's a stupid kid. And Sam is so, even with Zemo, Sam appears to always be in control in dialogues. And I really appreciate that about how Anthony Mackie goes about this character. Um, uh, We're going to keep moving here, too. Uh, Jay Buck, what did you think of Zemo shooting Carly and getting a hold of these vials and... He totally decides not to take one. I told, I know we talked about it earlier, but you talked about how shocked you were. What what made you so shocked about that? Yeah, I mean, shocked is exactly kind of how the last episode uh, uh, went when he shot that doctor, you know? I was kind of like, whoa, what the heck? Wazimo, what are you doing? Where I think he's getting part of the information that he needs while he has the other half and can kind of fill in the blanks. Okay. And then when uh, he turns around the corner and shoots Carly, I was like, oh, wow. And But, it, you know, the shooting relates to the last episode and whatnot. But when he's thinking or looking, 
are those what I think it is? You know, the super serum, uh, the super soldier serum. I was like, oh, he's going to take them. He's going to, you know, use them as a bartering chip. And then when he stepped on them, the first couple, I was like shocked. I was instantly like, what are you doing? But then again, it relates back to Civil War where he went to uh, that one uh, facility. Where was that? And, and Siberia and shot the other uh, super soldier that, that were on ice. I mean... He doesn't want that kind of power or those kind of people in the world. So Zemo, again, is playing this interesting, like you're, like we mentioned earlier, game of chess where that stuff was shocking, but it does fit in with his character and what he's done previously. Or it's a scroll that doesn't want more powerful people on the planet, so when Secret Invasion happens, they can't fight back. I mean, it could be. It, it could be where, again, they're they're laying enough breadcrumbs where you think it's one thing, but then they, you know, pull the rug from underneath and we get another Ralph Boner. Oh, my gosh. Jiva, <laughs> get the hell out of here. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'm with you, dude. I, I, I loved it. I loved this scene. I think it's great. I thought for sure he was going to kill her. And I was like, whoa, we're going to kill this main villain. I, I completely agree. But we get the big reveal. Uh, Zemo then gets hit by the shield, gets the super soldier serum. We get a little dialogue with him and Lamar later. I don't want to talk too much on that because, Zane, you've talked about it a couple times. Just like we saw the progression of him spiraling. He takes the super soldier serum. I wonder if we'll get a, I wonder if we'll get a clip of him taking it because I know that Carly talks about it in previous episodes how it hurts it hurt their veins taking and obviously we saw in captain america how it did to steve he comes back with a vengeance in this final fight and this final fight is what people are going to talk about in this show for a long time right uh john walker and battlestar go in falcon we get a sweet shot of john walker and falcon fighting together which was cool i thought and battlestar gets captured he escapes we think all is well and he dies. Carly Morgenthau kills him. And I mean, just just t- Zane, tell me about your thoughts on this, man. Like, did this blow you away that it, it all happened just quick? The pacing in this is wild to me. Right. Uh, like, yeah, it unfolded so fast. And so, like, part of my initial things of watching that, um, and I think part of this ties into what we were talking of, like, Carly's just a kid. Like, I feel like that goes into they had the power, but she didn't realize the power she had. Like, I don't think she intended to kill him. I think she just meant to hit him. And then she accidentally killed him because she couldn't control this power she had. And now then you get John Walker, who now is just going just crazy with power and purposely kills someone. And then you can contrast that with Sam, who's like, well, we don't need power. You got to be good. And then you got, you know, Zemo of, I don't want power because it like that. I already know that's what's going to come of that's what happens when you have power and that real power is in your intelligence. Like, I think that's Zemo's whole thing that, you know, to not dwell back on that, but yeah, just watching that all unfold and you're just like, well, and then when John Walker goes and checks his pulse, realizes he's dead. Like that's that, that's that moment. Like that's what you're like, Oh, Oh crap. Like he just lost, you know, that, person to him that he lost his Bucky and the just the difference of the spiral that when Steve Rogers lost his Bucky went on an entirely different path than what John Walker's going on and yeah I it's 
<laughs> it went zero to 60 really quickly. And just that whole like last 10 minutes, like you're trying to process this as it just hits you with another thing. And you're just like, all right, I, I, I need another episode. Like, I need to see where this is going now. Because you got so much that just happened. Just J-Buck, how many bit. TikToks are you going to make just about this one moment this week? Um, about s- mm, 17 minutes. Dude, I mean, for real. Like, I mean, you have so much you can dig your teeth into as, as a content creator here. What stuck out to you just for our listeners? And tell us what really impacted and hit you the most here. I, again, I mean, it's that end. It's that end of John Walker just... Oh, man. The shield stands for something. The Captain America name stands for something. The the All of that title stands for something, and he's completely going against it. But not only that, but, you know, we're comparing it to or looking at how, you know, there's been real-life aspects of the show that are brought in that a lot of people can relate with. Like, him looking around and seeing everyone with their phone out— like, that is the time. That is the age we are in. If this show came out 20 years ago, that scene doesn't exist. And just how that can be distorted in news. And I'm curious, if what if the, the next episode, news stories are coming out and they're twisting it, saying that it was a terrorist and he stopped him and, like, cutting the clip early. Like, they, they white, they not whitewash it, but they, uh, they, they, turn the news cycle to skew it in the way that they want it to be portrayed 100 percent, that's coming based on the rhetoric and how they've talked through things in this show and based on how the real life world works that's coming no question about it jay buck i i would be willing to put a small fortune on that man i think you're nailing that's gonna it. that's gonna upset a lot of people well and i mean it's just gonna add on to the it's gonna add on to these narratives and we want to talk about them, but we also don't want to, I think the temptation with some people. So for instance, on TikTok, there's a, there's a creator named uh, straw hat who has really decided really to, to stick with these themes and how he interprets it. And that's, mm-hmm. I know that's his genre too. So it's, it's separating him from other creators in that sense. But I think there's more to the story than that. And I think the writers would tell you that. And I've I've appreciated the multiple perspectives, but I think you're nailing it. Like, and we didn't even talk about it earlier either, J Buck, but like they had news stories talking about how the flag smashers were making a stand in the public eye and they were creating more followers because of the more laws and rules that were happening. So I totally think that's coming, dude. I mean, I mean, again, just in this episode, that news story, like you're saying, how it was like, oh, these flag smashers were terrorists and they blew up this building. And then they focused on this one employee started one week ago and he had a wife and kid and he was just, you know, trying to support his family and was killed. And again, you know, obviously, you know, killing, blowing up, you know, these these centers is not a great thing. But also the G, is it the GRR? Um, GRC. Uh, GRC, GRC, GRC. They look like uh from the I'm maybe I'm digging too much into it, but from the outside looking in, it's like oh this is a great company giving all these resources and helping out. But when you get into it, it's like why did you have all these supplies on hand? Why weren't you giving these out to people? Um, may again, I think they're really toying with a lot of perspectives and whether or not what side of the coin you're going to really fall. Yeah, dude, I totally, we're on the same wavelength there, bro. Yeah, anything else to add, Zane, Zane and Robbie, on this? I mean, this is this is going to have ramica- ramifications for the entire MCU. 
because of what that shield means to every single character in this universe. It's it's one of the few things that every character in the universe really can latch onto, it feels like, right? So even the other heroes are going to be blown away by some of this, I think. For sure. Like, I, I think um, a thing that I'm getting excited for that it, it has to happen. Like, again, I'm not trying to get expectations too high, but I think you're going to get that moment of, like, when Sam finally realizes that, no, like, the the shield represents more than this, and you have that fight to take the shield away, and then we're going to get that finally that huge reveal of Sam yeah. holding the shield, and it's just like, everything's just going to be right in the world. You're just be like, this is what we've signed up for. But I think, I don't know how they're going to do it, what the... F- you know, fight or whatever thing's going to entail, but you're going to have that moment of, I feel like of Sam being like, no, you don't deserve this shield. Like you didn't earn this shield. It was given to you. And, but there's just, just the kind of the complexities and the differences of that. That's what I'm excited for. Right. But I, yeah, that whole, the shield taking away fight has to happen. And I, I feel like that kind of leads into the bigger argument that Bucky's going to be, Bucky's going to have to be the one that takes it. Right. He's gonna have to be the one that beats U.S. Agent because Sam Sam is outclassed now. Sam is not in the same fighting class as I don't know, dude. No, 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 I, no, no, I, I, I'm with Zane, dude. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> um, the fight the fight has to be the three of them. It's Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's gonna be those two versus uh, uh, the new Captain America. John Walker. Uh, his name is saving me. Brilliant, uh, John Walker. It's gonna be those two versus him, and it's gonna be it's going to be Bucky, I think taking that shield away, giving it, and then maybe he gives it to Sam because of things you guys are saying, where he's saying like, maybe Bucky finally notices all these things. And he's like, you did, you did exactly what Steve would have done. And he gives it over to, to Sam. Like, I, I just don't see the fight going where if it's Sam versus, uh, Rogers or, uh, gosh, sorry, Walker, like it, that's not going in Sam's favor. Like in any realm with when he has a serum and he's bloodthirsty, like that dude is messing up. Or Sam. or do we get like a throwback to Winter Soldier? You're going to get a moment where John Walker throws the shield at Bucky. Bucky catches it with his arm. Right. And maybe throw it away and they fight. And there's going to be a point in that fight where John Walker gets the upper hand on Bucky. And then just out of nowhere, Sam's going to come in with that shield and just yeah, bam. I, where, where are you at on this, J-Buck? Yeah, I, I'm kind of... On, mm, so Robbie's Robbie's making a lot of sense. Where yes, John Walker is super OP compared to Falcon right now. I mean, maybe Falcon can turn into an animorph somehow, transformer, you know, and become a real Falcon. <laughs> That's a but deep cut with animorphs. There. Yeah. That was deep. Well done. Dude. Yeah, you're welcome. But uh, I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen where you know out of these two people Fal- or winter soldier and john walker are even matched i could see them yeah duking it out falcon come in saves the day but that in my mind just doesn't feel like that grandiose like you know uh, captain america grabbing that hammer in Endgame. like i want a scene like that again not gonna be that crazy but like him getting the shield needs to be this moment this big moment of like yes it's finally coming home but also like him coming to maybe save the day or something i robbie i really think it's gonna be sam versus john walker i really do i don't sam's gonna lose and john walker's gonna be captain america i really do i think (laughs) one on one in a fight that doesn't make any sense and i think that's gonna be his edge I don't know. I'm just saying, I just don't, I'm with J-Buck. I just don't see that being satisfying 
for the general audience. And maybe they do, and I'm fine. I'm fine with it. The name of the show. I'm is fine Falcon with it. I'm not saying I'm against Winter it. Soldier. I'm just saying for it's the message be those and the way two they portrayed this Walker. so far, they're going to do everything they can. These writers, I believe, to have Sam physically be the one that takes it, without Bucky helping. That would be a tough. But I, sell, I, I agree. Sure. I don't know how that happens. I'm with you, and I don't know how that happens. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It, there'd have to be a, it, something else would have to happen. Mm-hmm. We know that he's not because yeah, that was obviously. that was going to be one of my things of of like oh he'll take the serum and he'll be on the same level. But just from this episode alone, he is very much that against little it. Zemo yeah. conversation. Oh, yeah. Not only is he against it, it's right. that's um, correct me if I'm wrong, Zane. They don't do that in the comics either. I think you're right. Yeah, like I, I don't. I don't think, think he, he has, has it in either. the comics. So it's like I, yeah, I, he's so basically I, just a red white from and the get go. I thought he wasn't going to get this. Yeah. He's Captain America. Come on, get out of here, Mark. His Falcon stuff is You're being the Mark right now. John Walker is Captain America. Shut up. Well, he is technically. I will say, Mark. Mark was very upset that John. He's he texted me. He said, "I can't believe Marvel got me excited about John Walker just to make him a bad guy." I was like, "You are such an idiot for texting me that. You actually thought typing that out. We knew this was coming." Um. Yeah, like Mark, stop it. Anybody who's read a book before <laughs> knew this was coming. Uh let's let's end the, the talk with some questions. Uh what are the smag smag We have we have flag breakers. The smag flashers. Now we have smag flashers. New band name, I call it. <laughs> uh what are the flag smashers doing? What's their end goal here? I think they're going to try to kill half the population. I have no idea. That's how the big like question, isn't it? Because it's like, they're kind of like trying to like, they want the old world back. But it's like, how are you doing that? Like you have, how many people do they have that have the serum now? They're down one from what they had five. They have 12. They have okay, 12. 12 so that, no, no, they have eight. Eight have it. Eight have it. Okay, so they have seven miles. now. So, seven, but again, spoiler. but again, in, in civil war, Remember when they talked about the super soldiers? They said five of these could overthrow and go- could not only overthrow yep. government, government, but a continent. So I, th- I think there is a way that that could happen. I'm just trying to wrap my head around how do they kill half the population? Is that see, see, and that's know. the thing I don't quite understand. Like, if the, if it was five super soldiers that were like military trained, I could maybe see a way that that's the word these aren't military trained to my knowledge like these are just all these people. are stupid kids exactly they're they kids yeah, like, these are yeah. people just like they're they're rep, they're trying they're to make so a revolution naive. like yeah. i don't i don't see that happening like we saw like zemo caught carly not paying attention and shot her twice and could have killed her like you talked about this earlier too jay buck but i'll be honest with you the flag smashers are the worst part of the show so far and they're not fleshed out as much as they should be Carly Morgenthau, although she had some big moments in this, her character just is not deep at all in my perspective. Jay Buck, where are you sitting on this, man? Well, you mentioned something interesting of them essentially, you know, they liked the world as it was during the blip of erasing half the population. And again, I'm not going to go into spoil or uh, speculation and rumors and stuff, but did you guys hear about the sort of erased subplot that was supposed to be in this? No, I'd love to hear it. Robbie, so, give us a little bits, little bits, little bits, <laughs> little bits. Okay, go. Yeah, anything little bits. We're all in on the rumors. I, I've I've read things here or there, and again, no concrete information and just kind of rustling. But the original subplot of the flag smashers was supposed to be them setting off a virus. Therefore, yeah. 
erasing half the population. But again, with the times we were in, <laughs> with the show being delayed a little bit. <laughs> They were just like, COVID, maybe not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why they went back on it. And some people have said that, you know, you look at certain episodes and certain plot points and certain things that the Flag Smashers are moving, that ties in with that subplot or that main uh, objective that they had. Which, again, thinking about it, like what you're saying, Max, of like that was their motive. That was when they wouldn't necessarily thrive, but the world was better in their eyes at that time. That makes sense. But now, if they had to reel that back, I'm really curious on what kind of band-aid they're putting on this to weave them through a different kind of motivation, hey, like, essentially. Like, what's the end goal? Like, how, how are they going to get to this end goal that they want? Like, it, they're just running around doing things. It doesn't seem to be a concrete plan. They got 110 minutes to figure it out, and they, they aren't going to figure it out. I think this is, this is going to be the weakest part of the show, and it's... It's it's why for me when I hear Carly Morgenthau go like, oh, they're they're such radicals. They're so bad. I'm like, you are so hollow and not worth listening to at all. I would mm -hmm. way rather listen to Zemo give me an ideological conversation. Maybe that's what we're going. Maybe you get through this whole thing of, you know, they think they need power. They need the super soldier serum. And maybe Zemo finds a way to turn that on their heads and say, Oh no, you guys don't need that. And Zemo finds a way to get the Flag Smashers to follow him. Wow, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm just very intrigued on... Because we haven't even really been laid a groundwork, uh, inkling of what they are going for. I hope it's intentional, but my fear is that they just ran out of room on the track. And also, Robbie, I... Or, or I'm sorry, J-Buck, I totally subscribed to They Were Going to Do a Virus. I 100% makes sense. Carly's getting the shield. Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Mephisto's getting the shield. Uh, well, I mean, that one Dora Milaje. Was Morgan Tau gets the shield. You heard it here first in the infinity bros podcast. <laughs> you, hey, the, you know what? The only you place can take that one and make a TikTok about it too. Go <laughs> Boom, for it. There we go. I do side note, Jay Buck. I love the TikToks you do where you have, where you do mock straw hat. <laughs> you have the, the, the cords both up. <laughs> I love the funny those. thing. The funny thing is, it wasn't necessarily a mock to him. It was a mock to I'm sick and tired of people making really ridiculous. Yes. I mean, it was during the whole height of WandaVision. You're yeah. making ridiculous theories, so I'm going to do the same thing, but it's a character because you know I'm holding the plug in the frame. I loved it. I loved it, dude. I loved it. That was great. That was great. Um, will Shuri or anyone else from Wakanda appear? I'm 100% sure he's coming. They wouldn't name drop her this episode if she's not coming. Are you getting your expectations too high again, Max? Zane, you know it. <laughs> you know it. Like, it's not even a question that my expectations It'd are too It'd be cool high. to see her. I just... To, to, no question about it. I'm ready to, to get pull, hurt To again. pull a Robbie. The show's called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Why, why would Shuri be in it? Robbie, is that not what it's called? Like that's, that's those two. That's what it's called. I can confirm that. I can confirm. Never mind. Low hanging fruit. Move on. <laughs> J Buck, do you think we will see uh, Shuri or Wakanda characters past what we've? Seen I mean, so I mean, why not? This show's already a clown car enough. Bring in more people. See how many people <laughs> can get in the back seat. <laughs> Who is the pro power broker right now? If you had to put money on it. <sighs> You have made a pretty good uh, 
argument for this Justin Hammer character. I'm, I'm saying Justin Hammer. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not I, even holding back. It fits. It really fits the world because of the guns and the the upcoming series and whatnot. Um, aside from him, I mean, my only thought was you know Sharon Carter, but I feel like she's working with him. It's my second one was you know Everett Ross, but. I think that again, this clown car of an of a series that's maybe too much to right. throw in there. Zane, yeah, it's it's got to be Hammer. I, it's the one that makes the most amount of sense to fit in there. Robbie, I think it's like like uh, Jacob was saying. Like a lot of people are thinking Sharon Carter, and I actually I think I'm going to subscribe to that because I don't want to be hurt so badly when it's it's you know it. We're all going to make these things saying it's this person, that person, when it's just going to be the one that was right in front of our face. So I'm going to go with uh, Sharon Carter, and I, I think it's going to be her. I think the world changed that, so I much thought that for last her week that it's too. her. I, I thought that yeah. last week. I think it's fine. I agree. I, I'm just – it's it's for the bit, and I, and I bit. am ready to get hurt again. <laughs> uh, will Sam get the shield? I'm a hard yes. Jay Buck. Zane's a hard yes. Yeah. Yeah, again, I mean – from from promos we've well, seen. Well, I think the question is more: of, Will he be the next Captain America? But yes, from promos, probably the end of Episode Six is what we've seen too. It's probably all promos from the end of the series, because uh, that's what Marvel's been doing lately. Robbie, yeah, stop doing that. Just don't release trailers. Just a poster. That's it. Yeah, he's probably going to end up with a shield. But like I said, I, I like Bucky as as Captain America's too. I think it's cool that you are like actually looking at it through that lens, though, Robbie. I wish I could look at it through that lens. You know, it, it's hard having these uh these takes that no one else has. Um, I'm alone on an island. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, we can tell. It's it's fun. It's difficult. It's really hard. You could check out the Fal- Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. Let's transition it over to some trailers real quick. Uh, Space Jam, New Legacy. Did you guys get to check this out? Yes. Yes. A few times. Yes. yes. Robbie, is Space Jam really? that big of a movie to you the original one yeah i saw the uh the twitter arguments this this past week where everyone's like oh it's the you know <laughs> it, you know it's like the space the original space jam isn't that good like you know if you look at it through like uh, a critical a critical lens yeah probably not that good of a movie if you look at it through the eye of a 10 year old seeing michael jordan play with bugs bunny that's a fantastic freaking movie. Shut up. Let me have my nostalgia. Oh, the best part of Space Jam is is Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Bill Murray's great in it too. But like, <laughs> but like, there's so much like just fun and joy in that movie. Yeah. Like, I don't care if critically it's bad. Completely agree. Yeah, it's probably bad. But I don't look at it or watch it thinking I'm watching like an Oscar-worthy performance from Michael Frickin' Jordan. What, what would you rank it today? Like, what is the current Robbie rating of this? So I'm going to ask all of you guys this, but just, Robbie, where are you at right now with Old Space Jam? I don't know. Like, I, it's yes, still you do. Just I give me pop- a number. I, no, 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 I'm listening. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. It's a movie I can pop on and still enjoy. I give it a five. Okay. I'm at a five as well. I would give it a five. Pure, uh, a pure five. nostalgia and fun. Nostalgia, fun. Like, throw it on. My kids it's funnier watch. than, And it's it's funnier than people give it credit for. The the there are there are jokes. The Daffy Duck scene when he tries to go and get his shoes and shorts, <laughs> like it's hilarious. I love it. The fact that they literally broke the fourth wall to explain how Bill Murray gets into the basketball game because my friend's a producer. Like that was how they explained Bill Murray coming on. It's brilliant. 
And then like the, the audacity to think that Michael Jordan lives in like a like a 2000 square foot suburban house was is also hilarious to look up look back on now. Like he's just like getting picked up in a taxi, you know, just Michael Jordan in the 90s being picked up by a taxi, you know, he's getting in a picked suburban up by Newman. house. Newman is, <laughs> yeah, his, like, is his personal butler. Shut up. This is so stupid, but you know what? I love it. I love, I love it. it too. I am I'm a sucker for it. J Buck, what's your rating of it? I mean, it's it's a 90s nostalgia cartoon movie we all grew up with. I mean, I I, I would give it a 6 out of 6, but it's, you know, critically I'm going to step back a little bit. I'll give it a 5 Thank out goodness, of 6. Because you, you know, didn't give still... this last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier a 6. And if you had gone <laughs> and given Space Jam a 6, I would have questioned Well, you know, way. Space Jam is, some might say, a masterpiece. Oh, my gosh. Get out of here. <laughs> Stop. No, and that's the funny thing is, like, step back, people. You know, obviously it's nostalgia. It's it's your childhood and whatnot. But, like, this was not a critical – this was not breaking any barriers and whatnot. It's a fun children's movie that I will turn on at any point, and there's certain parts that I love, certain parts that I'm like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it it's great for what it was, you know? Yeah, yeah. I Five is a really good uh, set number for it, and, like – um, I was just sitting here, like thinking to myself, I was like, I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where anyone was like, "Hey, do you want to watch Space Jam?" And I said, "No." Like, it, how could? Right. Like, it's just it's a fun movie, like Space Jam, or you're you know surfing through channels and it's just like, "Oh, Space Jam's on, throw it on Space Jam." Like, it it's just it's a fun movie. I'm not out here, yeah. It's not winning Oscars. I'm not out here for some just epic acting performances. Yeah, I want to see Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny play basketball and beat the Monstars. That movie has two songs that anytime you hear a single lyric from those songs, you instantly think of Space Jam. Instantly. Instantly. Like, the movie changed things. The biggest athlete in the world, and still arguably probably one of the biggest, you know, most recognizable names in the world, was in a stupid kids movie, and it was amazing. Let us have our fun. Is your expectation high of this? My expectation's not high at all. No. Um, can can it be as enjoyable to my kid as the original Space Jam was to me? That's how I'm going to rate this. That's how I'm going to look at this movie. And I think it can be. I think there's enough in there. It's colorful enough. There seems to be a lot of funny things going on. I think it can be potentially that same nostalgia movie for when my kid's 20-something years old. And he's like, oh, guys, remember Space Jam? Like, I think it... I, yeah, they, they have a lofty... Th- this is... And, and I'm... This is a crazy statement I'm about to say. This is one of the most daunting tasks a director and cast have ever had for a movie be, simply because of what we've been talking about culturally. There are mm-hmm. so many passionate people about that movie that if if they mess this up, people are going to destroy them on social media. Yeah, and LeBron James will, you know, get it again. I I think Oh yeah, the, it'll just the, add to the hate on him. Yeah, Absolutely. the issue the issue nowadays is that everyone knows everyone's business, so everyone knows what LeBron is involved in. No one knew what like Michael was in, involved in in the nineties, really. Like he was just the greatest thank, basketball for player for his sake. Thank goodness. Yeah, if he if Michael Jordan would be buried alive today. Dude, Dennis Rodman wouldn't have made it. No, absolutely not. No, that entire no, Bulls he would team. Not have. Yeah, that if he had gone Bulls to Vegas for the done. weekend, it would have been over. Stephen A. Smith would have been up in his grill. Yeah. IMDb, uh, NBA superstar Le- LeBron James teams up with Bugs Bunny and the rest of the LeBron James. For this long-awaited scene. LeBron, LeBron James. Uh, it stars <laughs> LeBron James as LeBron James. Zendaya plays Lola Bunny. Sonequa Martin-Green plays Kamaya. 
Uh, Don Cheadle plays AIG Rhythm. And then a lot of different voices, a couple NBA players of note, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Kyle Kuzma. NBA, NBA champion Kyle Kuzma. NBA champion Kyle Kuzma. Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh Broad strokes, we're, we're not going to go as in-depth as we did with the other stuff, but uh, tell me your rating of the trailer and what sticks out to you. Robbie, we'll start with you. The trailer made me hopeful, and I chuckled a few times. Um, I don't think it's going to be a complete chain, uh, train wreck. I think it's going to be enjoyable. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna give it a soft 4.5 right okay. now. Uh, J-Buck? Yeah, I think when Robbie was talking, it, it sparked something where, you know, he enjoyed the one when he was a child, the 90s one. And then I'm sure there was material in there like the Bill Murray was maybe for our parents. This time around, Bugs Bunny, the Looney Tunes, bright colors, everything, explosions for the kids. But for the things maybe for Robbie now are like those old-style cartoons, the ones that he grew up with, Iron Giant, Flintstones, all those characters and properties in the background. Um, That is kind of who this movie is for, is like parents and their kids, I feel like. I mean, I'm going to go into it. I'm going to love it. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to be picking apart every character in the audience and be like, oh, I know that character. I know that character. Um, So maybe they're just basing this whole movie on nostalgia. Um, I wasn't blown away. I needed a song. I needed a cue. I needed something really pump me up. So I'm giving this a four out of six right now. I think I'm going to still give it yeah like a four out of six like before this trailer came out like i was like oh yeah it's another space jam like i really didn't have too much interest because yeah i think part of it was just the nostalgia goggles and like man why would they do space jam again yada 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 but after watching this trailer it definitely yeah it gave me more hope like okay like this looks like they could have something here and yeah they're trying to build on the we're bringing back these characters like we aren't trying to we aren't trying to remake what the old one had. We're trying to take what it did well and like build on it. And that gives me some hope. And like just seeing all these characters, it gave me huge ready player one vibes. And I, I love it. I love the, those nostalgia, the, just seeing all those references. Yeah. Like J buck said, it's being able to pick out the people in the crowd like that. It just, it adds a whole nother aspect to it. Like you want to see that, even though it's not a focal point of the movie, just seeing all these characters. And then the fact that, you know, even in the trailer, they had like the old school animation, but then they brought it kind of, they changed it. And then like in some of the shots, like when they're scoring the baskets, it's almost like that arcade, like a modern day, almost like a video game. Like, look, like I love how they updated all that. They just brought it kind of, it almost looks like rocket league, right? Like like they brought it almost like a 21st century, 21st century and i'm like okay i i dig this i i think because yeah like to i mentioned ready player one and just give me that vein and i think it'll be i think it'll be good i have a lot of hope dude you show me the iron giant and i'm all in i don't care what it is (laughs) i love the iron giant so much i wanted to name my kid hogarth like i just love that movie Zane, I'm glad that you said it was like a video game because I tweeted out like the day of and I was like, if they're not making an NBA Jam right. style video game where you get to play as these properties, like maybe two on two and maybe not enough for five on five, you know, they're missing a huge opportunity. Like, Right. Oh, absolutely. Just be, yeah, being able to 
yeah, NBA Jam style, be able to draft your team. Like, yeah, I want Bugs Bunny. And He's I on want, fire. Right, exactly. Like, that would be wild. <laughs> I, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, give me Fred Flintstone right. and the mask, uh, White Walker and the Iron Giant. Like, mix it up. I would play that 100%. Yeah. Give it to me. I need it. This is one of the most shocking trailers I've ever watched. I cannot believe how great this looks. I, I am so floored <laughs> that this actually looks like it might work. Because, again, from the get-go, Malcolm... Uh, I want to I make sure I credit this man. Malcolm D. Lee is the director of this movie, that man has a lofty, lofty goal to execute to get this done. Unbelievable. Like, for anybody to take this on to know what that original Space Jam did. And Jewel Taylor, uh, Tony Rettenmeyer, Keenan Kugler, Terrence Nance. Obviously, it's produced by Ryan Kugler. I'm fl- I was floored by this trailer. I'm not going to give it a six because it's not a groundbreaking trailer. But I'm still going to say, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 6 and say, I'm very pleased with this trailer. And I'm very pleased with this direction. And as somebody who has HBO Max right now, and as somebody who's like, hey, is this worth my time to watch? I'm with you, Robbie. I will watch this day one. I will will work my schedule that evening or morning to watch this if I can. And... If this works out, man, this just adds on to the legacy of LeBron James. And Robbie, you and I are on a different landscape with that one. But I think you guys are all nailing it. I love the arcade look. I LeBron love James. 21st century look. I think bringing back the original I characters. hope they have a cartoon character say that. Oh, they, oh, they have it. to. There's going to be so many meta jokes. What are the, uh, before we go over to Loki, what are the percentage chances that MJ shows up? I feel like that's something that like they they probably tried really hard to do. And they're MJ. hiding it. I think they're hiding it. I think it's going to happen. I think they tried to do it, and MJ was just like, nah. Because I just feel like MJ is like that nowadays. I don't think MJ cares. I don't think he wants to do anything about like with that. I think they tried. I bet they tried really hard, and MJ was just like, nope. I'm good. Let's rephrase it this way. Who do you think has a better chance of showing up, MJ or Bill Murray? Ooh. I think, I think MJ has a better chance. Think so? Oh no, no. Really? Bill Murray shows up. I think Bill, I, I think, I think Bill Murray I think shows MJ's up. got a better chance because because of Bill Murray's age. Bill Murray's just a little older now to do these kinds of movies. Is a little tougher. I think that's why he would do it. Maybe, maybe he would. Yeah, maybe. I I I actually think MJ's going to be in it. I don't disagree with that though. I just think it's more likely that we'll see Bill Murray. Oh, if if they can get any Bill Murray, you know Zane, I am all in on that. That's the best part of the original. Oh, space for sure, by a mile. Don't point that thing at me. What kind of camera is that? <laughs> Larry, you're not white. You're clear. <laughs> Just... I want to watch Space Jam now. I really do. Oh, dude, it is so good, man. It holds up. It holds up. Space Jam, a legacy is born. Check that out on HBO Max when that comes out. Let's talk about Loki trailer going back to the MCU real quick. Loki, obviously, we're focusing on Loki in this parallel universe. We're kind of going for the first time in the MCU. Is this, do you consider this part of the MCU, guys? Or like, I mean, I guess overall it is, but it's in a different time dimension. Like, how are you looking at it through that lens, Robbie? Uh, yeah, I consider it part of the MCU. I mean, it tells the story of a character that we're all kind of invested in. Obviously, Loki, like, Early on, the MCU, and I keep subscribing to this, but the MCU keeps killing off all their villains, and Loki's one they actually didn't kill off. Um, and they've done a really good job like balancing him kind of in and out as an anti-hero, and I, I, I think 
this show, when all these shows were announced, was the one that I pointed to and I was like, that's the show that I'm most excited for. Um, and that actually is still holding true. Like, I'm most excited for this show. Now, I haven't watched this new trailer, so I'm going to sit out the rest of this conversation. <laughs> well, we're going to cut that because, one. We're going to cut that part out, Robbie. Because I... When I, this part doesn't show up, Robbie, I want you to know I'm cutting it out. You're going to say all this, but you're going to leave it in because no, you I'm always not. say it. And then no. you do that. I'm really glad you, you did show prep for this episode, Robbie. I did plenty of show prep. I, I showed up. So anyway, let's That's go to the guy that do. actually does show prep. <laughs> Jay Buck. Jay Buck. <laughs> Do you consider this part of the MCU? Do you think that this character from even though it's in a parallel dimension slash timeline, do you still consider this part of the MCU? Oh, I haven't watched this trailer. Shut either. your mouth. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> now I've got to no, no, keep no, no. the audio I... in. What are you doing, dude? What are you doing? Stop with it. <laughs> I, I think, uh, yes, I consider this part of the MCU, but almost like, okay, out of the first kind of first three shows, you know, Falcon, Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, I needed to see the first trailers for each of these. And Loki was the one that I'm like, yes, that's the one that is weird. That is goofy. That is wacky. That is cosmic. Give me that right now and in a roundabout way this is their live action what if yes. series because again this is them keeping you know with loki and the timekeepers and whatnot but from that second trailer it's looking like we're getting a bunch of different realities of like what if the avengers lost to new york what if this happened what if this happened what if uh L lady loki looks like it's maybe going to, or she's going to potentially show up at some point um I think, <laughs> and this is maybe me getting way ahead, this is going to be on par with WandaVision uh, theories and speculation and what's going to happen next. I, I completely agree with you. I, I echo everything you're saying here. This is their excuse to keep Tom Hiddleston around because they just know how much draw he brings to the audience. I would not call this my favorite most anticipated I actually would put it on the bottom of my list, to be honest. However, I know. <gasps> I hear you. Um, however, I like the idea that it's going to start the conversation of branching off into different universes. That was a very intentional decision that Marvel chose. And when you listen to the writers, Marcus and McFeely, after Endgame talk about that choice... They made it very clear they had to have these rules figured out. I believe, not only for the sake of the, the movies, they had to have it figured out. I also believe Kevin Feige told them, hey, I'd like to go in somewhat of a direction in the future with some of this. And that's why they've hired uh, Jonathan Summers. Uh, forgive me, I'm forgetting his name. Whoever they hired for Kang. That's why they hired him, because they're going to go with Kang. And I think Kang is going to be multi multi-universe or multi-timeline i i don't think he's going to be one timeline i think he's going to be able to work through multiple timelines and that's how this loki is going to be able to connect with these future characters zine where are you at with this yeah so like i was excited to see what they were going to do with it because obviously you know you you had him kind of jumping out breaking kind of splitting the timeline and you're having with everything with the time splitters and everything and looking at it i was like okay like i want to see a trailer what I got from this trailer is that this show is going to be a time buddy cop movie between Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson, and I'm all in. Oh, gosh, yes. Wow. wow. Yeah, wow. That, that was another thing I saw someone post somewhere. There's like, do you, how, over under, what is the amount that Owen Wilson's going to go, wow. 
Like you, 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 you have to have that in there somewhere. Wow. But yeah, there's so much they can do with this because there's you know so much splits, different things you can explore. Yeah, it's like a mini what if series, and I just feel like Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston can work so well together and just fuel just the way those two guys are. I I think there's the potential for a lot of humor to come from this series, and I'm excited for it. I agree. I I think this is this is going to be fascinating. I, I J Buck, I love that that take too of just like you think people are crazy with WandaVision. Wait till you see this one. Oh yeah, I'm already making up theories <laughs> in my mind. Yeah, dude, it's this is going to be bananas. This this one is going to be, and any anyone can show up. Anyone can show up from any universe at any point. I don't know. I think it could be a thing too. And I don't. I mean, the MCU Kevin Feige has this really mapped out. But like, what if one of the episodes is he goes off in this timeline and a character shows up and everyone's like, "That is one of the coolest characters." They could make a movie around Bingo. that character. Then let the audience choose what they want. Right. Uh, let's rate the trailer. Zane, what's your rating? I'm gonna give it a five out of six. I was very pleasantly surprised by that trailer. J Buck. I'm giving this one six out of six wow. because just uh, it's 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 that last like 15 seconds of flashes of different realities and the coloring of those, you know, moments and whatnot. I mean, and again, I could be completely wrong and this could be awful, but I am pumped for this one. No, I, I, I think you're on to something in some ways. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to give this a four and a half still out of six. I don't know what the heck's going on, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, like, I, it's it's not even indicative of the trailer. It's just like, I don't know what's going on, so I can't really give it more than a four and a half out of six. I liked it. I liked what I saw. I'm looking forward to more. But what on earth is going on? So My hype level for this trailer is now at a six. So there you go. <laughs> well, now I have to there keep the go. fact that you didn't watch it. Infinity Bros. Universe, we want you to know that we all care about show prep for this show except for Rob. It's very important okay? to us. It's very important to us. Zane was here 20 minutes early. That's so true. Ready to go. First first time for everything. First time for everything. Oh my gosh. All right, let's head over to the top five. We're going in three, 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 Every week we like to close out our show with a water cooler discussion about topics or things that have happened in the previous week. This week we have Jay Buck back, so we want to make sure that we honor him and talk about some fun films or franchises. So this week we have top five franchises outside of the MCU, uh, fictional franchises. Am I correct on that, gentlemen? Like phrasing that I thought we were doing no MCU, no DC, fictional franchises. So yes, basically correct. no comic so, franchises. No comic book fictional franchises. So the rules are no MCU, no DC. So... Uh, we'll start with our number five, uh, Jay Buck, since you are the guest, what is your number five fictional universe? Number five. So these are movies that already exist and everything, right? Sure. Can it be movies, video games? (laughs) You're the guest. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. We're like, whose line is it anyway out here with this? I mean, I guess this isn't necessarily a franchise. I mean, okay. It's a movie, but also there's a graphic novel of it. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Like Mm. I love this movie again i am not too uh familiar with the graphic novel and everything but like a a dracula woman dr jekyll mr hyde invisible man a guy that's a sharpshooter like give me more of this movie or this world and stuff i mean the first one was critically panned i love it i have no idea why but i mean just give me more of this 
Uh, Zane, number five. Uh, my number five is Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I just for really unreason reasons that don't need to be stated, but it just the, it kind of goes <laughs> into that nostalgia. Like I remember, like those were all movies we all went to the theaters to see. It was just in that time frame of like this is awesome, you know. And occasionally like to go back and uh, rewatch them. So that's my number five. Robbie, number five. My number five would be The Elder Scrolls. You have Oblivion, uh, Skyrim, uh, Morrowind, all of those, um, and then plus all the properties that have uh, bounced off of those as well. Um, just an incredible franchise. Uh, keeps killing the game. Um, Skyrim is still very, very popular today, and it came out like, what, seven years ago? Uh, something like that. So yeah, Elder Scrolls. Zane, where do you think I'm putting Kingdom Hearts on my list? Um, it's probably <laughs> probably at number five and number one. It's 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 actually it's a, it's actually Kingdom Hearts one is number uh, one, and then Kingdom Hearts Kingdom three Hearts is number two. <laughs> See, because there's so many different properties with Kingdom Hearts, every single Kingdom Hearts video game is actually its own franchise upon itself. Oh, it's the running joke on this show that if we have a fictional franchise I can put in, Kingdom Hearts is going to be in there. So, that, spoiler alert, it's on the list. You just don't of, know when it's Of course it is. Yeah. Um, we all know when it's <laughs> <laughs> Number five for me is Men in Black. I think it's a great universe. I love it. I love what they do. It actually is a comic line that's pretty sweet, too, if you want to check that out. Um, But Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, right? Like... Yeah. You can't get better than that. Classic. Aliens are fun. They live amongst us and they're normal people. I appreciate that. The the 90s cartoon was pretty cool Dude, too. Dude, that show was wild. Actually, I, gosh, yeah. why there did that, that sketchy sparked, things happening in that show? That, that just sparked a memory that I didn't realize I still had. <laughs> I watched that in the 90s too. Oh my goodness, what in the world? You're welcome. Yeah, that was uh that was an interesting one. Anyways, are we on number, number 4? Am four, I supposed yes, to go Jay now? Buck, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving along. Now that you guys said video games, uh this opened up a few. Yeah. So I'm going to put Ratchet and Ooh. Clank. I Ooh. I love these two characters. They go together, you know, like tuna fish and ketchup. But the <laughs> the just the weapons, <laughs> the weapons in this world and the kind of uh, humor, the witty banter and stuff. Um, I I love it. And again, there's a new one coming out in a couple months for yes. PS5. Get yours now. Um, very much looking forward to it. Uh, number four for me is Lord of the Rings. Um, I th- I'm looking at my list, realizing it's a lot of movie slant, but Lord of the Rings not only has you know the books, obviously, but they had very good video games that need to come back. That's my mm-hmm. number four. Okay. Amazing. Thanks. Robbie. <laughs> my number four is Pokemon. There's there's not a whole lot to say about it. Pokemon is still uh, very, very strong. We, we now buy packs and open them on our Twitch streams. I, I love like, that you go, we buy them on our stream. It's like, no, Robbie buys them no, 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 and no, no. goes Jared on our has, stream. Jared, Jared would buy them if he had a store within uh, 100 miles that sold Pokemon cards. <laughs> if, if it wasn't the Wild Wild West outward, Jared. <laughs> Man, so you you get you are that person. Oh, the TikTok guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That opens packs now? I'm not gonna... Oh, man. I mean, believe me, I the TikTok was feeding me those videos for three months 
and but you have I them still, don't you? almost caved. I, I still have my original ones, but I almost caved and started buying all of, uh, getting my hands on Evolution Y and Z packs or X and Y. Oh man, it's not good. It, it, it's not good because I am a collector and these guys know that I will start collecting things and it becomes a problem. I know. So now it's going to become, hopefully Mark pays me to buy cards. I open them on stream and then send them to Mark. So I'm not spending my own money. <laughs> I hope that's what we do. Robbie, those things scare the crap out of me because I watch that and I go, I totally want to do that too. I know. And I'm like, I can't. If I buy one, it's done. Oh, so I think like, no. I I love I love the content. I love the concept. I'm glad you're doing it. I think it's great. You really should go check that out, by the way, on Twitch if you haven't. But I can't touch it with a 12 foot pole. That's good. Oh, by the way, Sundays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I stream on Twitch starting at 9 p.m. Nice, dude. There you go. Plug. Got you. Number uh, three. Number three. Oh, I'm sorry. Number you didn't four give me is Back to the yeah. Future. Oh, okay. yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Okay. That's just good old-fashioned okay. fun. Uh, number three, J-Buck. Yeah, again, I'm throwing another video game in there, but they also are talking about doing a TV series in the development, but Twisted Metal. Um, oh, wow. Crazy, wow. weird characters, crazy cool cars, shooting, blowing each other up and whatnot. You get a flaming ice cream truck clown and whatnot, Sweet Tooth. And yeah, I've been hearing rumblings and whatnot that they're developing a TV series. I have no idea how you do that. But I mean, if it's anywhere close to kind of uh, that Death Race movie, but like actually like set up an arena like like a Rocket League, but <laughs> blowing up each other, like give me that show. I, I believe it was that one that there was rumors that will arnett was going to be voicing sweet tooth oh gosh that'd be that would be wild yep sign me <laughs> up. all right my number three is jurassic park just just how can you not like jurassic park it's dinosaurs running wild i love it yeah i'm all in i love jurassic park robbie Number three is Star Wars. You got movies, you got games, you got comic books, you got books. Like they just they they knock it out of the park almost every single everywhere. Um, and you got animated shows as well. So yeah, number three is Star Wars. I will not be putting Star Wars on my top five. Interesting. Wow, fake fan. It's gonna fake that. I actually, there's nothing fake about it. I just not a big Star Wars. Got to save room for Kingdom not Hearts. King, no, certainly, that's very, not King very Hearts, edgy. I'll tell you that's that. Very, very edgy for of you. Incredible. Yeah. Now, now, if Star Wars comes into <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, we could make it. We could change our mind. Give it time. Give oh, it time. Dude, it's coming. Kingdom Hearts eats it all eventually. Uh, number three for me is the Fast and the Furious. Uh, I oh. absolutely <laughs> love the <Hell> yeah. universe. <laughs> I. It is. Oh my such, goodness. It is such a treat to me to watch the Fast and the Furious. It's that. It is the movie that every time it comes out, I go, "This is absolutely abysmal." Let's watch it again. I love this movie. I love the, the how it defies the laws of gravity in its own universe. <laughs> I love that it's all about family, but it really isn't. It's about cars and hitting people in the head really hard. I love it. <laughs> Fast and the Furious is electric. It's insane. It makes no sense. It's an acid trip the whole way. And you it. won't even watch Mad Max. Yeah, seriously. You won't watch I've, Mad Max. I have Max. said several times oh on gosh. this podcast and, and in our like friend group, top why will not watch Mad Max? Me? That's incredible. A whole lifetime That's of incredible. Max. <laughs> Mad Max? <laughs> yeah, yeah. because you're the only Max in the entire world. No, 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 but I'm the only Max manager. You should start a Max club of people, of Maxes that hate I've already Mad done the thing where like, I've started a podcast in my mid-20s. 
I've already done that. So with like a, nothing's beneath me at this point. With a bunch of your with know, a bunch of my my, your, my wife your, friends. With a bunch of your wife friends. Yep, I'm already that guy. So nothing's beneath me at this point. Hey, Robbie, settle down. It's he's really big on the family thing. You know, so when Dom comes out there, it's like, hey, we're a family, Max. Is like, that's right, Dom. We are. You're right, Dom. You're right. Man, You're right, this Dom. This podcast drops. Corona sales well, are yeah, going you better up. Hide your, you better hide your baby. Well, you better hide that big ass forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it works Jeez. every time. Uh, number two, J Buck. Man, yeah, Fast and Furious is a good one. Uh, I'm going to say the latest Planet of the Apes. Uh, that trilogy oh, is man. just so darn good. Um, the the second one, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, oh, I just love between the the two. Uh, honestly, they look like real monkeys. I mean, motion capture, that, those, that franchise has pushed motion capture so far ahead. So, yeah, knock that up. Um, I'm, I'm going to be that guy. They're, they're apes. It's in the title of the movie. Oh, my Atlanta. Zane. <laughs> Can you give him an um actually? Dude, he literally is a well actually away, Robbie. He's like he really so, is. He was so close. He's so close to actually. I refuse to it. say it. I'm not he's gonna. gonna he's dude, gonna slip one, one of these. Dude, times. you're a fedora away. <laughs> Don't you, you are dare. A fedora away. Don't you dare. I can see the fedora. Oh, I Don't even own a fedora. You, your blurred screen can't hide that. I don't even own a fedora <laughs> yet. I will never. Number two, Robbie. Well, <laughs> uh, my number two is Dragon Ball Z. Uh, oh, I, I knew lo- that was coming. Love- yeah. yeah, yeah, that one was coming. That loved them since I was a kid. Grew up with them, um, and then all the movies that they've brought out are also really enjoyable. I'm surprised they're they have to be number one for Zane. Otherwise, Zane messed up his list. Uh, number two for me is Kingdom Hearts. Oh gosh, okay, which one? I mean, you you want <laughs> which franchise of Kingdom Hearts? Is <laughs> to, to quote Tom Hanks in Saturday Night Live, <laughs> "You want to laugh, cry, and pray in 90 minutes? You play Kingdom Hearts." That's because you'll you, you have no idea what's going on, but you're just I have no clue. You're fighting someone with I'm Mickey, crying, and I don't even know why I'm crying. I love it. <laughs> it's the "This Is Us" of video games. Oh my goodness! Wow, yeah, that's a box quote right there. Oh, this is, this is when people sign. Put off. it on the back of the. Kingdom no Hearts. one's gonna finish the rest of this podcast. This is that's it. not true. If anything, they're like they're leading in. They just sat in their chair. They leaned in. Now. Like, it just okay. got real. Where are we going? What is if if he's that if if he has that much praise about Kingdom Hearts? What is his number one? Yeah, Scott just sat up in bed. <laughs> Scott, dude, Scott can't get away from us. It's Scott is addicted to us. We haven't even started a Patreon yet, and Scott's gonna be donating. Wait, wait, Max soon. is ki- is number one Kingdom Hearts remastered? No, it's not. But that would be hilarious <laughs> if I did it. That would be brilliant if I did it. I'm a little upset that I didn't consider J Buck number one. Uh, my number one is, I mean, I think it was Robbie that said it, uh, Star Wars. I just I just really enjoy what they're doing with these new series and whatnot. I mean, honestly, just give me uh, a movie uh, that on the canceled Star Wars 1313 video game where it's a bounty hunter going down into the lower levels of Coruscant. Give me that show now. Uh, well, since you skipped my number two, I'm going to plug that right here. My number two. Did we skip your number two? Yeah, my number two is Star Wars. Well, well Zane... I'm sorry we skipped your number two. But then to speed things up to number one, Robbie nailed it. My number one is Dragon Ball Z. Knew it. it just, how, how can I not pick it? Things you love to see. Love it. All in. Robbie. This is kind of surprising when I was made my list, and I surprised myself, I guess, but my number one is Lord of the Rings. I just, I really love Lord of the Rings, and I probably at least 
every year or every other year, I rewatch from the beginning of The Hobbit to the end of uh, Return of the King. I just love the, the Lord of the Rings. And then you have the video games, which also, you know, enhance it. The PS2 uh, video games, Two Towers game. I don't know if you guys remember that one. That one was incredible. Amazing, Amazing game. I loved those games. They were so good. Like, I, I really enjoy Lord of the Rings. And I put it at my number one because I keep coming back, even though I know exactly how it all goes. I just, it, I keep coming back. My number one's Pokemon. It's the reason I don't buy those cards, Robbie. Because if I did, oh, I'd be sucked in. I would there be sucked right in. It, right. It's like every Pokemon game I've ever played, I've loved. It's there amazing. There you go. There it is. Um, if you've Man, made it this far... I might have to come on for a, po- a Pokemon podcast. Dude, sometime. we need to. It's so much fun. I didn't even like... Okay, so we were having this conversation in the chat earlier like about the, the unpacking cards and all that. And then Mark goes up, oh, yeah, I should have uh, done this last year. I had... Yeah, super convenient. Yeah. Had like hundreds of packs of cards that he was opening because he bought those wow. giant evolution boxes. Oh yeah. man, I'm so and jealous. And we're like, wait, and I was like, Mark, what? I had no idea that Mark like still collected Pokemon cards. And he See, was like, Mark's yeah, got, like I just... a basement full of crap that he could sell one day. For well, me. yeah, I know he collects. <laughs> like, I know he collects uh, Star Wars uh, black figures, um, and then I know he collects. Now he's collecting Funko Pops, which he's like nearing my number. And like, and he, and he does Pokemon cards. I'm like, what in the world, Mark? I'm amazed. If you've listened this far, we just want to say thanks for sticking with us for two hours. Long podcast, but we appreciate you guys. Uh, and we really want to say thank you to J Buck from J Buck Studios for swinging back out again a second time. Dude, it's great to have you back, Jared. No, thank you. It, it was uh, it was fun. It was fun for sure. Some laughs, some cries, some uh, TikTok content that I'm going to steal you and not tag you in. Great stuff. <laughs> all in. We're all in. Hey, uh, Aside, we've talked a lot about TikTok, but where can the people find you? Obviously, plug TikTok, but other spots. Where, where can people find if they want to hear more from you? Yeah, people can find me on YouTube, uh, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at JBox Studios. Uh, I mean, I'm doing longer form stuff on YouTube, but a lot of stuff over on TikTok. Might be trying to get my Twitch back up and going. I did that for a few months, but just it's gotten away from me. And then I also do my own podcast called The SoCo Show. So if you uh, enjoyed any bit of me on this, go and check out all of my other stuff. Now, where's Every- the OnlyFans? <laughs> I'll make OnlyFans, it's in the process. Um, uh, can't disclose too much okay, of that. Okay, perfect. Uh, but uh, go ahead and look in the show notes. We'll have a link to a couple of the things that he talked about, and uh, you can check them out. Please, seriously, go follow him on all these platforms. Jared's a dear friend. We knew him before he got famous, people. We knew him before he got famous, <laughs> and he's still the same guy he was yes, a year ago. it's true. And that says something about him and his character, so we obviously endorse him. He is an ext- Consider him an extension of the Infinity Rose universe. Uh, Zane, thank you so much again for coming on, buddy. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to be here, no matter what Robbie says. Yeah. Robbie, thank you for coming on, and uh, do not... I need you to take... I need you to promise us something. Do not spend too much money on Pokemon cards this week. <laughs> uh, I literally already spent $20 today. That's I don't know how much too much is, but twenty bucks is, is we're we're closing out of that number. But uh, yeah, make sure Robbie, can you plug on Twitch where people can find you? Yeah, so every uh, Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I am streaming on Twitch on the Infinity Bros Twitch. Um, starting at nine, we usually go to about twelve. We play various video games. Uh, we open packs of cards. Uh, we chat. We have a good time. I am usually closing the eyes around 9 50 10 o'clock so god bless you robbie mm-hmm. god bless you for that um yeah uh also remember we talked about at the top of the show uh leave a review and you could have a chance to win an infinity gauntlet you can check us out, you can check us out on facebook instagram and tick uh, twitter 
TikTok, Discord, all the things I'm talking about. Just check out the show notes and you can go to there. As always, we love you guys 3000 and we will see you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.